Has it started? It is now started, but I can't see you anymore, Cheryl. Ms. Lachey, recording has begun. Okay. Uh, Victor, or Mr. Young, I have uh, started the video or allowed it, but I don't have a picture of the room either. Shall we begin our proceedings? The cameras are running because uh, I can see it on the screen. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to restart? Yes, please. This is the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force Compliance and Amendments Committee meeting of the City and County of San Francisco. Today is October 24th. I'm not seeing the video. So there's something on your on your PC that you need to click to bring in the video from the room to the system in the room into your PC. Can you see that? Can, I do can not you see, see it. Would help. <laughs> there I see Pat. Victor, you see the camera bringing in our. No, uh, I do not see it. It was working before uh, we started the meeting, so I'm not sure what's changed since then. Uh, I hit to start my video. Now it's a I see you now. Right. I see you now. All right. So the we all said to begin. Video and that the recording has started. All right. Uh, let me introduce the meeting. This is a Sunshine Ordinance Task Force Compliance and Amendments Committee meeting. Uh, this is a regular meeting taking place in hearing room 408 at City Hall. One, Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place in San Francisco. This is a regular meeting. Uh, remote access and or in-person participation. The Sunshine Ordinance Task Force and its committees convene hybrid meetings that allow in-person attendance, in-person public comment, remote access for petitioners and respondents, and remote public comment by a teleconference. The WebEx remote link-in number is https forward slash tinyurl.com. Uh, followed by forward slash 2R2NCK5A. The password is sunshine. The telephone call-in call number 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2599-155-0595 pound pound. You press star three to enter the speaker line. Uh, uh, members of the public may participate by phone or may submit their comments by email to SOTF at sfgov.org. All comments received will be made a part of the official record. Sunshine Ordinance Task Force agendas and their associated documents are available at sfbos.org forward slash sunshine. Thank you. Uh, meeting decorum. Any member of the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force may call for decorum due to the disorderly conduct of meeting participants. 
Persons who engage in threatening and or menacing behavior may be asked to leave. Please call the first item. Item number one, call to order roll call and agenda changes. Let's start with roll call. David, uh, Member Pilpel. Present. Member Pilpel present. Member Wolf. Member Wolf not present. Chair LaHood. Present. Chair um, LaHood present. Could we, we check a... to make sure there's not anyone on, on the line who there could be? There's no one on the line. Wait a minute. Four attendees. You all. There are four members listed, but member Wolf is not listed there. Thank you, Mr. Young. Yeah. Uh, we've done roll call agenda changes. So I believe we do have, uh, and Ms. Leger, if you could confirm this, I believe we had a request uh, from uh, the uh, petitioner for uh, item number seven, which is file number 22020. That that uh, complaint be heard heard after eight thirty, due to um, uh, travel restrictions. Until then, um, that's I am, correct. Yeah, I am fine with that. Do we have the respondent for that item here yet? I know it was a, a ways down the agenda anyway, so they might not even be here yet. But is there anyone from the police department who is going to um, be the respondent for file number two two zero two zero? If you're on the line with us and you'd like to indicate you'd like to speak, please press star three to raise your hand or otherwise use the application to raise your hand. I'm seeing no raised hands. Okay. Would it be, I'm getting a little bit of feedback, but I think we're good now. Um, would it be acceptable to just see how actually, no, I do think we need to move it down the agenda. Um, I'd like to put this item after. Item number 10, so let's move uh, item number 7 after item number 10 um, and when we get to that point where I, item number 7 was originally posted um, in case the respondent is uh, here at that time, we will repeat again that that is being moved to after item number 10. Do we need to take. Uh, uh, yes, member Pilpel. Um, so before we take a motion or don't take a motion, um, I've uh, reviewed items two and three and I'm fine with moving to those next, but I would appreciate if we could take items four and five later on the agenda, either before item 11 or after item 11. So, so just kind of later today. Okay. Uh, is there. My only concern about that is about the timing of. Uh, actually, no, we'll be fine because public comment comment will clearly be after 5 PM. Um, I have no problem with moving items number 4 and 5. To I'm going to say, let's do those after. Um, item number 7, which will now be after item number 10. So the order will be 1, 2, 3. Six, eight, nine, ten, seven, four, five, eleven, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Mrs. J, let me know if you need me to do that again. Items one, two, three, six, eight, nine, ten, seven, four, five, eleven, twelve. That's the correct. order. That's the correct order. Yeah.
Do we need to take public comment on the agenda changes? Uh, are we making a motion to? I am making a motion yeah. to make these agenda changes. Do I have a second? I'm happy to second in the future. I think the chair has discretion. I, I thought it was at the call of the chair, but I was going to accept uh, public comment on it anyway. I think we can take public comment yeah. regardless, but I'm not sure in the future that we need a motion, but I'm happy to second if you want to do it this time. Okay, that's fine. Do we have any public comment on this motion? Chair, there are no members in the queue. Does anyone in the room wish to make public comment on these agenda changes? Um, may I make a suggestion, Pat? Don't use your microphone on your computer. Just use the room microphone because every time you speak, it's echoing. And you do need to check, make the statement that if they want to make public comment, they should raise their hand. Oh, yeah. If anyone would like to make public comment who is uh, on the phone or on the um, uh, video conferencing system, if you'd like to make comment, please raise your hand at this time. If you're in the room and would like to make public comment, please uh, um, come up to the podium. I see no hands raised. Um, this is for public comment on agenda changes. So if you, we will have a uh, regular open public comment uh, shortly. Thank you. We have no public commenters. It looks like no public comment. Uh, please call the vote. <clears throat> Chair LaHood. Aye. Chair LaHood, aye. Member Pilpel. Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Move by no, Chair LaHood. No, you have to call Member Wolf, even if he's not. In case he has arrived, uh, Member Wolf, Member Wolf, absent. Uh, moved by Chair LaHood, seconded by Member Pilpel to make the agenda changes. Uh, uh, item number one, two, three, six, eight, nine, ten, seven, four, five, eleven, and twelve. The motion passes. Please call the next item. Item number two, approval of the February 21, 2023 Compliance and Amendments Committee meeting minutes. Okay, um, I believe, uh, Ms. Leger, that uh, what we have currently are the um, updated minutes. You had made some updates. I made some updates, sent those to Mr. Young, and I believe the updated version of the February 21, 2023 minutes are in the packet. Uh, Member Pilpel said he noticed um, some changes that needed to be made or has some suggestions. Yeah. He has given me those changes for um, uh, items number two and three. Uh, Member Pilpel, if you could read those into the record, because uh, if possible, I would like to approve these minutes at this meeting. Agreed. Um, other than the stylistic changes to make things into one line on page two, December 27th, 2022. Not 2023. Are you seeing that? Oh, yes. Okay. That's a typo. Or, yeah. Um, 
seconded by member Wong to approve um, where there's reference to a department uh, initials and then respondent. I made that a comma rather than two parentheticals. So DPH okay. comma. Just okay. if you could describe what you're doing is yeah, saying yeah. so that anyone who's listening understands the chase, the changes you're suggesting. Got it. So other than the stylistic stuff, um, there isn't a lot. Uh, page four, the reference to Marlo uh, Simmons and Amber Gray, I believe they were not petitioners, but respondents with the Behavioral Health Commission. That is correct. I thought that was, you know. That was a good catch. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, on the motion on page four, on the fifth line, rather than ensuring, I thought it read better to say to ensure. That's fine. That's not substantive. Think, think like that. Okay. Okay. Um, Stated that is not to be by this committee on the top of page six on the action. Uh, so it would read with the recommendation to have file numbers 23002 and 22141 be combined. I'm fine with that. that. By this committee, that it, yeah. it makes the language clear, right? Um, the, the caption on item eight forwarding to the sunshine ordinance task force and adding the word ordinance yes there Thank we go you. um the member wolf paragraph two down i thought the end of it was a little wordy and i thought uh should do the due diligence and bring the proposals forward period that's fine um the rest of it was non-substantive and i so move with whatever Edits you already made. The, yes, I so move to approve with the suggested with all the suggested edits. Okay, so member Wolf is with us now. Great, great. Okay, so uh, member Pilpel has moved to approve the February 21, 2023 minutes as they appear in the agenda with the suggested changes that he has read into the record and which I deem. Um, uh, minor, uh, correcting some typos and uh, simplifying some language uh, and formatting. Uh, Ms. Leger has received a copy. I will second the motion to approve the minutes with those suggested changes. Excuse me, Member Wolf, can you tell me what time you appeared? I've been taking notes. Uh, about um, four fifty-five. Ms. Lachey, I have four fifty-seven. Four fifty-seven. Yeah, trouble getting uh, WebEx app to work today. We're glad you're here. Thank you. So we're going to yeah. uh, public comment next. Yes, uh, let's take public comment on a, uh, item number two approval. Excuse me. Uh, yes, item number two approval of the February 21, 2023 minutes. Um, if you are on the phone or on uh, WebEx, please raise your hand to indicate if you'd like to make public comment on this item, which is approval of the February 21, 2023 minutes with suggested changes. If you're in the room uh, and you would like to make public comment on this item, please step up to the microphone. Do we have anyone indicating that they would like to make public comment on this item? There are no callers in the queue. Here, here, here. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, please call the vote. Uh, Member Pilpel. Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Chair LaHood. Aye. Chair LaHood, aye. Member Wolf. Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Three in favor. The motion passes. Uh, Ms. LeJay, please call the next item. Item number three, approval of the April 25, 2023 Compliance and Amendments Committee meeting minutes. Okay, so again, um, Ms. Leger had made some uh, edits based on previous, re previous requests. I also went through and make, made sure to the best of my abilities that anything that we had noted at previous meetings as far as changes to these minutes were made. Um, I'd like to open it up to my fellow members if Member Wolf or Member Pilpel have any additional changes to suggest on these minutes. It would be great to hear them now. Okay, so my additional edits here. And uh, you have um, have handed or will be handing a draft of these to Ms. Leger. Great. Done. He has. Okay, great. Um, so on starting on page two, um, this will no longer be the draft. City Hall room 408, add the address, one Carlton B. Goodlett. Um, on the action on item two, it just seemed a little screwy at the end. So I suggest until the next compliance and amendments committee meeting, comma, including the suggested changes by member Wong. That's fine. Okay. Um, the member Wolf paragraph or line on the next page, mm -hmm. um, I suggested moving that up after action and before public comment so that it actually appears kind of where it. I added the clause at the end, sort of as a descriptive way. I okay. have no problem with moving it above if if you think that makes it easier to understand. Uh, not the biggest thing in the world. And actually, I'm just noticing, Cheryl, I did not catch this earlier on the top of page three. The eyes should be three and not two. Oh, that is right. Crazy how math works. Um, okay, so that's that on page three. Item four, anonymous. I just added a parenthetical petitioner. Um, on the action, I suggested adding the word section before 67.26 and 27. That's fine. For clarity. Um, page four, third graph, starting with fire marshal. Line three at the end, Bureau of Fire Investigation. It's not just the Bureau of Invest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, again, adding section in the action, violation of section 67 point. That's fine. There you go. Um, page five, I believe that was against Rich Hillis in the planning department and not commission. Uh, it wasn't related to a meeting, so it was related to records. I think it was in his capacity as the head of the department. Well, the question is whether the person submitted it as against the planning commission or the planning department, but. But we were essentially we, treating it as. It's not the biggest deal. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to go to the mat on this. I don't care. 
Member Wolf, what do you think? Yeah, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. All right, we will encourage Cheryl to flip a coin and. Okay. Okay. Um, on the paragraph that starts with HV safe, uh, sent on August 24th, 2022, I think it reads better to say comma, but that records were not received. That's fine. Um, uh, the next graph, rather than sent to capital J junk, which mm -hmm. I thought a junk folder was mm -hmm. more descriptive. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of that paragraph, I thought rather than demoing, mm -hmm. I thought begin using next request seemed a little more sure business less colloquial. Yes. Um, the rest of this, uh, the action there with a recommendation to find a violation of section 67.21. Okay. Uh, the bottom of that uh, page, the complaint stuff. Hold on. Not hold on. Oh, oh, hold on. Yep. yep. Yes. Before you move to the next item. Yep. Um, for the word demoing, yes. um, it, it was actually to demo next request, not to actually use it. It's a big difference. So it's a matter of whether it's still being tested or whether it's being implemented. Fine. I'm I'm happy to use testing rather than using. I just don't don't like demoing in the minutes. That just seemed. Mm -hmm. You can just say, and we'll begin to demo. Next request soon. That is a, a proper technical uh, phrasing, actually. Madam editor, do you have a preference? Um, I don't have I don't have strong feelings. Uh, I'm fine with. Uh, uh, I think uh, member Wolf in a technical sense, wants to keep demo or demoing because that is different than using or I suppose testing. Um, I don't have strong feelings about the specific language. Do you, do you, can you two agree on something? We can agree on many things. I'm not sure that I care and I'm happy to leave this one to Cheryl to sort out. Okay. Let's leave it as demoing, even though I, I, I know you don't love it, but I think it is accurate based on what was said. Okay. Okay. I, I can live with that. Um, on the bottom of this page, the complaint filed by Olga, da, 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 that should be not bold. Oh, you're right. Uh, so the next to item file number seven, number, yeah. right. File number should be bold, the rest of it. The rest of complaint filed by Olga Tikanova against the San Francisco. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the next graph with referring to Olga did not notify the insert SOTF administrator. Okay. And then on the next page, uh, add SOTF before complaint procedure. So it would read per SOTF complaint procedure 7B. Mm -hmm. um, on item eight, delete the word will. So it would read that this item be rescheduled and heard. I have a question. Um, oh, okay. I so I left that meeting at five forty-three. Okay, never mind. Um, uh, so, Member Wolf, you're you're good with what you had a question on? Yes. Okay, uh, Member Pelpel, can yes. you explain? You said in item number eight. Yes. Page six. Oh, yes. What you want to remove? Will. 
in the action. Moved by Chair LaHood, seconded by Member Wolf, that this item be rescheduled and yes, heard. Yes, that's fine. Okay. okay. Um, later on, item nine, Chair LaHood repeated that agenda item eight will be heard at the June. Da, da, da. Instead of hearing, I would say meeting. That's fine. Um, and include the same links as in this agenda. Mm -hmm. And rather than also starting the sentence, drove me up the wall, I would just say documents from members of the public will also be made available, period. Okay. Same content. Um, and then on page seven, uh, the meeting was recessed at 6.02 p.m., reconvened at 6.12. And then I would say uh, in the same paragraph, just run it together, on roll call, comma, chair of the hood, and da, da, da. Member Wolf either left or had left. I, I, in any event, to make that one paragraph. That's fine. I, I'm trying to. That's I'm fine. Trying to achieve shrinkage. Anyway, with those edits and anything else that's in, I so move to approve this set of minutes. Uh, Member Wolf, do you have any any comments on these minutes? Um, I don't. I would just notate in that last roll call. Mm -hmm. um, I would put the time, repeat the time there. Member Wolf left the meeting at 5.43 p.m. I think that's a good idea, even though it's higher up in the minutes, just for clarity, that is that is a good addition. Yeah. That's yeah just, if you're going to repeat it, you know, it just is, uh, it's kind of out of, out of place in a way. The, the whole thing is more for clarity than anything, yeah. just that we reconvene. Whatever. Right. It's fine. Um, Ms. Leger, are, do you feel comfortable with the notes provided by Member Pilpel and the minor adjustments we made in discussion here? Yeah. I okay. just noted it all. Okay, great. Um, thank you, everyone, for doing this. And Member Pilpel, thank you for your uh, attention to detail on this. Um, we'd like to open or... Second. I have one more, yes. one more question. Uh, just a question. Mm -hmm. uh, the very last statement mm -hmm. on the list, that NB, mm -hmm. I don't know what NB stands for. Nota B. Yes. Uh, what about it? Uh, just said, just what it's stating that the, you know, it sets forth all the actions, but not necessarily in the chronological sequence. I mean, that's, that's what we're trying to do here. Is maintain chronological sequence. Ah, uh, so I think part of the problem, actually, that's an interesting point and an interesting challenge. I think the challenge is because people might be referring to the original agenda, and then looking at this, if we change the numbering of items, so the item numbers don't change; they are just taken out of order. And so I think minutes were kept in the order of the agenda, even though, and so we have some, for example, on, on item number. Uh, I get it. I get it. We, yeah. I mean, do you think that's sufficient where we say this item was heard after item seven when member Wolf was no longer present at the meeting? That's why I added that. I, I get it. I think the, the point I'm trying to make is, is that what you're explaining to me, I have no problem with. Mm -hmm but that this statement doesn't reflect that. Ah, ah now I see what like you're saying. Not in the chronological sequence, 
you know, is like as notated on the agenda. Yes. Um, so, okay. That is a good addition, but no, okay. The minutes of this meeting set forth all actions taken by the sunshine ordinance task force on matters stated, but not necessarily. So, um, so not, but not necessarily. In the chronological the, sequence on the, the original agenda. On the, yeah, or something that I've or on the agenda. We don't even need original. Okay, where are you guys talking yep. about? So at the very bottom of the minutes, there's the the nota bene. It's oh yeah. A, so it says, and I don't know if this is something that you just use when we do uh, things out of sequence, and I'm not sure how minutes are handled. You know, in other situations, but right now it says the minutes of this meeting set forth all actions taken by the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force on the matters stated. And that here's where uh, member Wolf is suggesting a change, but not necessarily in the chronological sequence in the agenda. Or maybe we want to say in the published agenda. And then cut everything in the which clause. Uh, thank you, Member Wolf. That actually, that I think that's much clearer. Yeah. Um, Member Pilpel? Uh, Oops, sorry. I have a quick question. Yes. Is this something language that you guys want me to check and use this language as we stated tonight in my minutes going forward? I don't necessarily want to ask you to do that because I don't know how other chairs are handling their corrections on minutes. Okay, I can suggest it, but we'll, yeah. Well, yeah. So on that question, I was uh -huh. gonna say, whatever's the best language to deal with this, I would ask Clerk Leger, Executive Director Peterson, Victor in the back, the, the, the folks to figure out what's good language yeah. to try to apply it, check it with Chair Yankee. Yeah. Whatever's the best language, let's use that going forward. Let's also fix the February minute. Let, right. Whatever we're going to do, let's get it right and do it. Go we on. would like to propose this new language. And if you could check with, if, if you want to check with the other interested parties who should have a say in this and see if that might work better across the board, because I think it would, it probably would work across the board, regardless of whether different chairs keep things in order or move the order around. And it may also apply for other entities that the clerk's office yes. staffs, including Arbok and things. Victor will understand that this is a, a more of a global fix and we should get it right. I can suggest it to uh, my supervisor, Lisa Samara, and see what right. she says. The powers that be. Yeah. Um, and I think we still need a second for the motion. Uh, did did I make the motion or did you make the motion? I made the motion. Did you have a second? I'm sorry, I didn't hear your motion. I, I, was... I made a motion to approve the minutes. Did you record a second for the motion to approve the minutes? But your motion is, I'm is your motion, can you please state your full motion? Yes, it's to approve this set of minutes for April 25th. 2023 with the edits that we discussed period okay as as related to that it's to also make that fix that we just discussed but specific to the motion is the motion to approve those minutes yes with the edits okay discussed. i will second this motion right um any discussion on this 
Okay, hearing none, we'd like to open uh, this motion up for public comment. This is specifically for approval of the April 25th, 2023 minutes with the suggested changes that have just been discussed. If you are on the phone or on WebEx, please raise your hand to indicate that you would like to make public comment on this. I believe uh, you press star six to raise your hand. Star three. Excuse me, star three, change in the system. Star three to raise your hand. Uh, if you are in uh, the room and would like to make public comment on this motion, please step up to the microphone. Uh, Ms. Peterson, do we have anyone wishing to make public comments on the on these minutes? Chair LaHood, there are no members in the queue. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Ms. Leger, please call the vote. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Chair LaHood? Aye. Chair LaHood, aye. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, aye. The motion passes. Three in favor. Thank you. Um, I would just like to clarify one thing before we call the next item, because before member Wolf arrived, we did make some order changes on the agenda. And if others have arrived, I would like to restate the order that we're going to be taking uh, um, items in. We're, we've done one, two, and three. We are now skipping to six, then to eight, nine, 10 followed by item seven, and then followed by item four and five before we take up item 11. And there might even be a break at some point. There will be a break at some point, depending on how quickly we move through things, but not yet. We have not been doing this long enough. Um, so Ms. Leger, uh, if you could, and member Wolf, I'll give you a chance. Uh, is there any questions or confusion about the reordering? And I, I, if you have questions, I'll answer, but I wasn't going to go into the explanation unless you feel like you need one. Member Wolf. Yeah, sorry, I didn't hit mute off. <laughs> um, I didn't. Um... Uh, because I was late, I didn't get to, to uh, speak at the top of the agenda because um, I couldn't log in. Um, I was concerned about um, item uh, do, 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 do. I think you were concerned about item number 11. 11, yes. Yes, please feel free to put that on the record. I hear your concern and I apologize. I thought there was more already in that file and I was focused on correcting the minutes, but please go ahead and state for the record. Yeah, um, at the last meeting, um, it was stated that the amendments that were being um, proposed by um, other parties other than the Sunshine Task Force would be included in the agenda for today uh, so that the members of the committee and members of the public could see them and refer to, refer to them when the item comes up. Otherwise, um, con you know, I'm just concerned that we'll have to continue this and may not get to hear it until January. So, um, 
Thank you for bringing this up. I apologize for that. I thought that there was additional items that had been submitted and I think there was some confusion on that had been attached to that file. And as I said before, when we were finishing up uh, this, I was focused on the minutes that we had to approve uh, um, to finalize approval for from several past meetings. Um, I think we can still proceed here. What I would like to do is continue from, we're not going to go back to the beginning of the ordinance. I'd like to pick up uh, at the point where we left off at the last meeting, just to continue through. I'm not expecting that we're going to get through everything this evening. And then at our next meeting, which, and Ms. Leger, maybe you can confirm this. I believe in December, we're not meeting on the 26th, but we're piggybacking on another meeting. Can you remind us which date that will be? And I believe it's December 19. Right. So we will have a December meeting. And ideally, I would like to give more time to this item then, but I don't want to not do it this evening unless there's any reason, you know, when we get to that, if we think it needs to be continued, but I would at least like to make some progress on it. And then at the December 19th meeting, which is not on our regular day, so we want to make sure that people have fair notice about when that is happening. Um, I feel like we can make progress, but then uh, catch up in December. Um, and thank you for thank you for bringing that up. And I'm 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 very sorry that those uh, documents were not attached. Okay, because I I had prepared myself. Uh huh. For that for that item for with those, which what what was uh, to be submitted. Now um, my concern is is that if there are items in other people's um, uh, suggested uh, uh, suggestions that apply to, to the items that we're speaking to today, mm -hmm. then are, we have to go back. Oh, we will, we will go back. This is kind of what, what my, my, my plan for this has been to take a first pass all the way through and then go back and review the suggested changes because there are many points. And actually, I feel like now we're talking about the item and yeah. we're not at the item. This is a great discussion. Could I suggest that we have this when we get to the yes. item so we don't have to repeat it and we're not? I think Member Pilpel brings up a great point. Uh, Member Wolf, I hear what you're saying. Let's move this discussion, which I do want to have, to when we get to item 11. Is that okay? Sure. Thank you. I do want to make uh, a quick note about our December 19 meeting what? for compliance. It'll be before the complaint committee. And I think you have like an hour and a half worth of discussion time. We will discuss that at the end of the meeting. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. Thank you everyone. I appreciate you all trying to make sure that we are working efficiently and effectively. And I, these are all good, good comments. Um, Ms. Leger, please call item number six. Uh, item number six, public comment. Members of the public may address the committee on matters that are within the committee's jurisdiction, but not on today's agenda. Do we have any members of the public wishing to make general public comment? If you're on the phone or on WebEx, please raise your hand by pressing star three. You will be added to the queue and we will invite you to uh, make public comment and you'll have three minutes to make general public comment. If you are in the room and would like to make general public comment about items not on the agenda, please step up to the microphone and uh, Ms. Leger will let you know when she is ready with the timer. 
Member LaHood, there are no member, there are no callers in the queue. Uh, Ms. Peterson, thank you. Um, and just to make sure, uh, we still have people on the line. And Victor, as far, uh, Mr. Young, as far as we know, no one is having trouble using the system. Mr. Young. So, uh, we can unmute them and double check if you would like. Otherwise, I, I would like to because I feel like some, you know, if, if we want to make sure that if anyone's here for general public comment that they don't miss their opportunity. Okay, I'll unmute them one at a time and just ask them which item they're here for. Give me a moment. Hi, uh, caller, I just unmuted you. I may ask which item you're here for. I'm not getting a response. Hello, um, Derek. I believe you're with the Sister Recorder's office. I'm not getting any response. Oh, there he goes. Hello. Hi. Sorry yes, about so that. We just want to check that your mic works. That's all. Yes, it's working. Okay. Thank you very much. Hello, uh, Grace Spencer. I'm just double checking to be sure your your microphone works. Yes, it works. And which item are you here for? Um, for Mike Spencer. Okay. Hello, L. I've just unmuted your mic. May I ask which item you're here for today? Okay, I'm not getting a response from L at this time. And um, uh, Nikki Moore, I just. This is Nikki Moore with the district attorney's office on item eight. Thank you very much. Number eight. District attorney. We have confirmed working mics with 1 or 2 people not paying attention to their PC at this time. Uh, Mr. Young, thank you for your help. Uh, please uh, uh, let the record show that we have made every effort to make sure that anyone who was. Trying to be here to make public comment has been given ample opportunity. Uh, public comment is now closed. Uh, Ms. Leger, please call item number eight. Item number eight, file number 23030, complaint filed by Michael Turon against the Assessor Recorder's Office for allegedly violating Administrative Code Section 6725 by failing to respond to an immediate disclosure request in a timely and or complete manner. Uh, 6725 by failing to keep that should be 6726 by failing to keep withholding to a minimum. California Public Records Act 6253B as in boy by failing to provide extra copies of records. California Public Records Act 6253.9 by failing to provide electronic format in which you hold the information. California Public Records Act 6254.5 by withholding exemptions waived by providing the records to the public before this request. Thank you, Ms. Leger. Um, do we have the petitioner here? Is Mr. Turan here? 
Uh, Mr. Turan, if you are present, you can use the application to raise your hand. And if you're on the telephone, you can press star three to raise your hand. So it's indicate that you are present so I can unmute it. And also, if the respondent is present, it would be appreciated. Oh, yeah, the respondent is present. Oh. I will unmute them. So we have someone from the assessor's recorder assessor recorder's office here. Um, uh, Mr. Young, do, it's not clear that we have Mr. Turan here. Uh, no one has raised their hands to indicate that. They are here for this item. Ms. Lachey, have we, have we community? Have you heard anything from the petitioner? Um, I have not heard anything from the petitioner, but I think. I was on vacation for 3 days ah, last week, so I checked my emails. I did not see an email from Mr. Turan indicating he would not be present. Okay. Unless, uh, uh, perhaps Victor in your work last week, did you hear anything that, uh, might've indicated that Mr. Turan wouldn't be present. Um, all emails were left uh, in the email box. So upon your review, it's at your discretion. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. Okay. Um, and Ms. Peterson, you, I'm assuming you wouldn't have received anything directly from him at this point. I did not. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, member Pilpel. On the noticing, I'm just going to the back of the packet on page 121, 122, blah, blah, blah. This refers to a complaint committee hearing on July 18th. I don't see anything in the packet with notice of this hearing today. Can someone confirm that there was an email that went uh, at least to Mr. Turon about two days meeting? I'm sure I did that. Okay. Does someone other than me? Uh, I can look at my email. Hang okay. on a second. In the future, I don't necessarily care about prior uh, notices to parties, but I may care about the notice for today's meeting. So if those can, if people can be sure that that last email with the today's meeting is blah, 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 is in here somewhere. I can see um, uh, that he did, uh, notice was sent to him at an email, which I will assume is the email that he used to submit his okay. um, complaint. So um, we have verification of that. Um, Ms. Leger, is this the first time that uh, this has happened with this case? Yes, this is the first. This, this is the, the first, first hearing. This yes. case has been heard. Yes. Okay. So, unfortunately, um, I don't think we're, we are not going to be able to hear this case today. And um, uh, thank you to, uh, yes. I'd just like to note that um, I did receive a, a late submission for this matter dated July 11th, 2023. Okay. It's on page, uh, page three of 126. Great. And that is an email that I received uh, midweek last week. I'm sorry, you said page, oh, page three of 126. So for item number eight. Yeah. Date, dated July 11th, but received in October. Uh, they asked me to make it their cover page and that's uh, all. Oh, okay. And I, I went along with their request. Got it. Got it. Okay. And I'm sorry, who did we have from the assessor recorder's office? Uh, Derek Anin. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Great. Give me a moment. 
So it says in the this the at the end of this letter. I will be available at the hearing to answer any questions regarding the complaint and supporting materials. So it seems that he was intending to attend. I, I think we should. Um, okay, uh, chair, I just yes. like to read you from the email. I received it on 10, 18, 2023. So SOTF team, I've attached a summary about file number 2330 which is the resubmission from July 18th meeting, which was continued. Please incorporate this submission into the October 24th packet. Let me know if you have any questions regarding the submission. Please take this email as confirmation of my attendance to the hearing. Right, so that's what, so there's confirmation of it. He was intending to attend. I think something must have come up or perhaps there are some technical difficulties. Um, uh, in terms of our procedure, I would like to continue this to our next CAC uh, hearing if Mr. Turan is available to attend that hearing. Um, this is the first time that this has happened with this case. That is typically what we do. Um, so unless anyone has any issue with that, that's what I would like to do here. Madam Chair. Yes, Member Wolf. Um, I would suggest that we um, uh, table this to the end of the meeting in case he does appear. That is fair, and, uh, that we, yeah. and that we remember to take it from the t table and then, you know, dispose of it. At, you know, whether the hearing moves on because he's present or to continue it at that time. Uh, Member Wolf, that is a good suggestion, and I will take it. Um, I also, uh, I yeah, let's let's do that. Let's table this till the end of the meeting. Um, and Mr. Young, if you get any indication that Mr. Turan does appear at the meeting, please could you please let us know? Thank you. Okay. Who wants to second this motion? I, I would suggest that that doesn't require a second because we're not acting in substance. We're just it's pushing to the call across. of the chair. Yeah. Okay. Within the meeting. Yes. To a future meeting. Right. Okay, Ms. Leger, tell me when you're ready. And we'll take public comment on the thing when we call it back. Yes, and we will take public comment on that item, uh, either because we will hear the item or if we continue it to a future meeting, we will take public comment at that time, but it is currently tabled. You're, you don't want to take public comment? No, no, I'm, I'm just explaining what we're going to do okay. when we take it off the table. Mm -hmm. I hope the extra narration is helpful. <laughs> okay, so we move on to the next item. Yes, please call item number nine. Item number nine, file number 23085, complaint filed by Mike Spencer against the district attorney for allegedly violating administrative code section 6721 by failing to respond to a records request in a timely and or complete manner. This is the first time this case has been heard. Okay. And this is a hearing to determine jurisdiction on the complaint. Um, do we have uh, Mr. Spencer here? Mr. Spencer, please uh, um, approach the microphone, but we're not going to have you speak yet. Uh, do we have someone here from the district attorney's office? 
Uh, Pat, you see the hand raised? Ms. Nikki Moore is available. Yes, go ahead and unmute her and move her to a panelist. One and moment, apologies. please. We're yes. trying to use this as a, a training meeting. Yeah, that is, that is fine. I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate this. So while uh, Ms. Peterson is taking care of that, uh, Mr. Spencer, I don't know if, uh, have you been before the task force before? Heard okay. before. So here's what's going to happen. This is the uh, compliance and amendments committee. We're hearing uh, your complaint uh, the, for the first time to determine whether we have jurisdiction. And if we do, whether um, we have all of the evidence that we would need to move it to the for, for a hearing to the full task force. Um, what we're going to do is give you 5 minutes to present uh, your case. We will give uh, Ms. Moore five minutes to uh, speak on behalf of the district attorney's office. Um, we'll have discussion among the members of the committee. We may have questions for you. Um, at some point, we will make a motion. Uh, once we've made a motion, we will take public comment on that motion. Also, I believe there's someone else here with you, uh, or excuse me, on the phone for your case. Just a spouse. Okay. Um, if no, okay. If okay. If your spouse or someone else who was party to the case wanted to give input, we would also give them an opportunity to. But if you, there's no requirement for that. Um, we'll have deliberations. We'll have public comment, and then we will uh, take a vote on the motion. Okay. Are you ready to begin? Uh, hold. On. Are we? Are we? So is uh, Ms. Moore is. She is available. Great. So, uh, Ms. Moore, we're going to hear from Mr. Spencer first. Uh, Mr. Spencer, uh, Ms. Leger is going to set a timer and she will let you know when she's ready with the timer. Are you ready to begin speaking? I am ready. Go ahead, sir. My name is Mike Spencer. I'm a licensed private investigator and a former journalist. I'm searching for the truth in a 25 year old San Francisco murder case. San Francisco police let pieces of the case surface, but no one was ever arrested or charged. And police know the names of the three or four suspects in the June 12, 1998 murder for hire of 41-year-old Gary Vincent Murphy. I am here to test the Sunshine Ordinance. I don't care that San Francisco police or the San Francisco District Attorney did not respond to my Public Records Act requests in a timely basis. I am here to obtain copies of all of the police and district attorney files in the case. A section of the ordinance states that when a decision has been made not to charge in connection with a crime, that the records should be released. I believe that the ordinance's intent was to not exempt cold cases. The term cold case suggests unknown killers or suspects. I would term the Gary Murphy slaying a case of police and prosecutorial indifference. They know exactly who is responsible. The mystery here is why did they quit on it? In football parlance, police had the ball on the one yard line and couldn't punch it in. Why not? In the winter of 1998, a prim grandmother from the Oakland Hills hired me in a family law case. The grandmother of a six-year-old girl, Eden, fought Murphy then for custody of his only child. 
The grandmother's daughter had died of a methadone overdose, and she blamed Murphy, the girl's father, for her daughter's death. The grandmother wanted me to gather evidence that Murphy, a convicted meth dealer, was up to no good and was an unfit parent. The grandmother wanted full custody of the girl. She wanted me to find something on Murphy that would violate his parole. I worked for the wrong client. When a partner near and I could not find evidence of Murphy doing anything wrong, the, the grandmother became impatient and verbally abusive towards us. We fired her as a client because of her temper and erratic behavior. Three months after terminating the grandmother as a client, a gunman hunted Murphy at the halfway house on Kintera Avenue that Murphy managed. We did not know about that address at the time. The gunman shot Murphy twice in the back. Murphy tried to flee by jumping out a second-story window. He was pronounced dead at the scene. At the time of his death, Murphy had been clean and sober for a year and expressed his commitment to changing his life and becoming a full-time father to his daughter. A police memo said that on the day of the killing or the day after, police knew from at least two witnesses the name of the killer and the getaway driver. One week later, the driver and the gunman did a home invasion robbery and sexual assault of a pregnant mother in Piedmont. Maybe with more proactive detective work, that crime could have been prevented. About two weeks after the Murphy murder, my former partner and I gave statements to San Francisco detectives. We told them everything about grandma and our work for her, including that she had paid us $12,000 cash. Very early on, police had the names of Grandma, the gunman, and the getaway driver, but nothing was done. I'm going to jump ahead a bit here. In October 1998, San Francisco police, accompanied by Oakland police, served a search warrant on the suspected gunman's residence in Oakland. They found a gun and ammo there. Now, the suspected gunman was never charged in the Murphy case. He was charged with committing a, uh, being a felon possession of a handgun. He got sentenced to prison on that case. The getaway driver in the Murphy case was sentenced for the Piedmont home invasion case. No one has ever been charged in the Murphy case. Ms. Leger, was that five minutes or 30? 30 seconds. 30 seconds, sorry. So, the years go by, a uh, San Francisco police detective tries to resurrect this case, runs it up to the district attorney. The district attorney tells him in 2014, no, we're not going to charge this case. This is a one witness case. The case ends there. Nothing has ever been released. I've been trying to get these records for three or four years. That's your time. Okay. Thank you. Um, we'll have questions. We will have questions for you. Um, Ms. Peterson, if you can invite uh, Ms. Moore. Uh, Ms. Moore, are you available on the line? Ms. Good Moore, you are unmuted. Okay, Hi, hang on one second. Ms. Leger, are you ready with the timer? Okay. Uh, Ms. Moore, are you ready to begin speaking? Yes. Hi, Hi, Hi Council or Task Force. Um, Nikki Moore, Assistant District Attorney, just want to point to my letter, uh, which lays out the admission that we didn't properly comply with the timelines in the Public Records Act in this case. Um, 
And I believe that the complaint complainant uh, said that's not really an issue. So um, maybe consider that have being agreed to at this point. And then as to the failure to produce records, um, as I lay out in the letter, we did not locate any records after searching for a long time. And um, as I also point out that I think is a jurisdictional issue in the letter is that the investigatory records exemption kind of um, usurps the Sunshine Ordinance and the state function of the district attorney's office to conduct investigations. Um, it's a state function. And so we didn't find records. If we had found records, it would be within our state power to determine whether those records should be disclosed or not. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, members, do we have questions? I see member Pilpel here. Uh, uh, member Wolf, I can't see you, but I'm going to let Mr. Okay, I'm going to let Mr. Pilpel go first, and then uh, we'll hear your questions next. Uh, okay, so I have questions for both uh, parties. I'll try to keep this brief because I don't want to get. I would prefer not to know everything about the murders from 25 years ago. Although right. it's it's tantalizing. We need to know: Do we have jurisdiction, and is there enough material here to send Cor the full task force? Correct. It seems to me on its face that we probably do. And whether or not there is a, a violation is an open question, and I'm not sure that we have enough information at this point. I certainly don't. Um, first to uh, complainant petitioner, uh, Mike Spencer. There's not a whole lot of material that I have in the packet. I did see some material that uh, you submitted. This particular complaint is against the DA, and you did reference um, some previous correspondence with the police department for purpose of this particular case, is it only records that may be held by the DA that you're looking for and anything that you are looking for from the police, either you're satisfied or you're not satisfied, but that's not the subject of tonight's case? I'm not quite sure how it's structured, but I've, I've put in requests to both the San Francisco police and the San Francisco DA because I feel that there has been an inadequate records response. It's really sort of a, a two-department uh, complaint. Uh, understood. I think for purpose of this particular complaint, the 23085 that's before us now, it's only against the DA, so maybe we'll limit this discussion now to the DA, and if you have issues with how the police responded, didn't respond, could have, didn't, whatever, that you can file a separate complaint. And depending on timing, maybe they'll be heard at the same hearing at the full task force or not, but that's up to you. Yes. If I may, I believe that uh, I actually submitted two complaints. One, okay. Hold for on a second. San Francisco police, two, for the district ah, attorney. With guess regard what? That's our next case. All right. <laughs> okay. Like I said, never mind. I'm anticipating. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, okay. So, so this is specific to the DA. So, is it your intention that there are records that the DA, not necessarily this DA, but the DA over the last 25 years, 
may have had relative to their investigation of these matters that they have not found and or disclosed. Is that where you're coming from? I believe so. In fact, in one of her letters, uh, Ms. Moore references, oh, we found a box on the Gary Murphy case. And then more months go by, and then it comes out, oh, the materials in that box were not the Gary Murphy case. Ms. Moore checked with a former prosecuting attorney, the one who declined to charge the case. That district attorney told Ms. Moore, I have no records on the case. So how do you have a district attorney's office with no records on cases that they decide not to charge? Okay. I'm hearing that and may follow up on that. Thank you. To Ms. Moore. Hello. Hi. Um, in our material on this case, I see some uh, interspersed emails from you on pages four, uh, four and five, maybe six, I guess four and five. Um, but I didn't see a letter. You made reference to a letter from your office to the task force. Is that somewhere in the packet? Did it not make it in the packet? Can you help me with that? I would ask uh, Cheryl and Victor where, how that letter was produced, but I provided a response by the 18th. Okay. And uh, do you happen to remember the date of that piece? October 18th. That's good. Cheryl, Victor. Yeah, I remember there being a response. I remember there being a response. Great. Can you tell us where it is in the packet? Maybe it's in a box labeled Murphy. In any event, while while they're looking, um, Ms. Moore, can you just tell me uh, briefly or tell this uh, committee a little bit about the record keeping practices of the district attorney and how you handle um, records from old cases, whether charged or not, uh, convicted or not, dead or not, et, et cetera? and how you find things from how you and your colleagues find things or organize things from long ago and far away? Um, I think as relevant to this case, I contacted the records room and asked that they pull documents. The last time it seemed that the case was before the office was 2014. The records room informed me they pulled a, a archived box from 2014. I then interpreted versus called that a, a historical box when I referenced it to Mr. Spencer, but um, really it was a maybe one pager 
binder full of one page sheets about old cases, none of them related to this case. Uh, when we don't charge, there's not a guarantee that the attorney looking at the records is going to open a file on the case. And um, that's as, as far as I'm aware of, of this, if there were to be records, they would either have been archived in the records room and findable that way, or they would be uh, housed with the attorney who at, at some point touched the case. Um, I checked with the attorneys who we had an idea might have had records on this case and there were no records. There are different practices now than there were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, as far as how much is digitized. Um, so. Okay, so I, I hesitate to get uh, too far into the records practices of the DA, which would be a fascinating topic, and I'm sure we will get more into that in the at some point in the future. Um, but is it your understanding that old, and, and by old I mean not current cases, when, when a case is either charged or not charged, it becomes an old case in some way. And all of that material is then sent to the records room and there, it, it, under current practices, it's not possible that somebody went through a file and said, we're never gonna need this again and just tosses it. So everything gets kept presumably forever as relates to cases, whether they're charged or not. And uh, ideally they're, if not digitized, put in a folder, put in a box, labeled, indexed somehow so that you can actually find them. So it's not that things go missing, go from an attorney's desk to a file, to records, to go missing. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Am I? I would say that that? Uh, that a charged case is different than a, char a case that was never charged. Okay. And also our office complies with any ethical rules that apply to attorneys to preserve records in cases. We also are uh, obligated to comply with the city's retention policies. Okay. Um, this is Victor. Yes, Vic, uh, Mr. Young. Yeah, so if you notice on the screen, I have displayed the DA's letter. I believe this might be my fault in that it came in on Wednesday and I didn't associate it with the item on the agenda. I see. I am not seeing anything on a screen. I don't know what I need to do here. We don't have that screen. Um, Give me a second. I'll try again. I, I can oh. see it. Oh, yeah, you can see it, but member Pilpel and I are looking at the screens in the, the room, the room yeah. that doesn't have what you see. Okay. And it's actually, I can't, it's too small on my screen. I can't read it. Uh, you do have it via email also. Okay. Um, it looks like the three page letter. Could we maybe arrange for somebody? Uh, maybe Ms. Peterson, is it possible to get us a couple of copies of this in the next few minutes? I believe so. Okay. Um, Mr. Young, can I'll these? To your email. Thank you. 
Uh, please note, it's not an easy run. Uh, it'll be at least 10 to 15 minutes. I presume we'll be here. No, okay. thank you. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, actually, I mean, I think I can, I, I should be able to find it in email, but that will okay. also take a moment. Okay. Uh, Member Wolf, um, I know you had some questions. Uh, Member Pelville, can we hand it off to Member Wolf? I'm happy to. Member Wolf, uh, would you like to ask your questions? Okay. Yes, I would. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Can you hear me okay? Yes, okay, can great. you hear us? Um, okay, so, okay, perfect. Uh, I just want to kind of reiterate uh, something that uh, Mr. Uh, Member Pilpel said. Um, you know, we're not here to determine a violation on compliance today. Um, only uh, uh, if the complaint and the records or actions are within the jurisdiction of the California Public Records Act, the Brown Act, and the Sunshine and or the Sunshine Ordinance, which are all under the authority of the uh, task force to make determinations. So, uh, if there is some, you know, if, it, if something applies to CPRA that may not be contained in Sunshine, Sunshine is an enhancement of the CPRA. Uh, that is given privilege uh, to local agencies. So uh, they go hand in hand uh, and there may be uh, ability for more sunshine or more disclosure under sunshine that actually overrides CPRA. So I just wanna note that for the record in case we get into that, into that level. Um, also, I wanted to just notate uh, that the agenda description doesn't include the petitioner's allegation of 6724. Okay, and that's what he is best is focusing on right now, not the 6721 um, uh, 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 complaint uh, or allegation, as he stated on the record in his opening testimony. Um, question for the petitioner. Mr. Spencer, what leads you to believe that this case is in violation of 6724? I do not know the specific code sections or I'm confusing the two, but the language that comes to mind is there's a sentence and I'm trying to remember if it's 6721 or 6724 where it talks about releasing records when a decision has been made not to charge a case. I'm sorry I can't put a, a number to it, but if, if I saw it, I'd say, oh yes, that's it. Okay, Would does this sound uh, familiar to you? Uh, notwithstanding any exceptions otherwise provided by law, the following are public records subject to disclosure under this ordinance um, uh, there's a pre-litigation claim, there's a record previously received or created by a department in the ordinary course of business that was not attorney-client privilege. Uh, there's advice on compliance with analysis of an opinion concerning liability under or any communication otherwise concerning uh, the CPRA, the Brown Act, the political Political Reform Act uh, or any San Francisco uh, uh, ethics code or this ordinance. And then in another paragraph, it states 
unless otherwise privileged under California law when litigation is finally adjudicated or otherwise settled. Records of all communications between the department adverse parties should be subject to disclosures. Any of that? Um, the section sound that, familiar to you? Because if not, there's another section. Here's here's the law um, the, the section. Correct. It's sixty-seven twenty-four D, and that's the the D. language okay. that I was recalling, but just couldn't remember the um, section. Okay. And now, can you point to the the uh, that whatever what's in this part of the code that you're focusing in on? So, if I can just read this section sixty-seven twenty-four D, it's a paragraph. The district attorney, chief of police, and sheriff are encouraged to cooperate with the press and other members of the public in allowing access to local records pertaining to investigation arrests and other law enforcement activity. However, no provision of this ordinance is intended to abrogate or interfere with the constitutional and statutory power and duties of the district attorney and sheriff as interpreted under government code section 25303 or other applicable state law or judicial decision. Now here's the part that I think this falls under. Records pertaining to any investigation, arrest, or other law enforcement activity shall be disclosed to the public once the district attorney or court determines that a prosecution will not be sought against the subject involved or once the statute of limitations for filing charges has expired, whichever occurs first. That's what I'm referencing. Okay. Now, thank you. Um, and to the respondent, Ms. Moore, um, do you have a response to that with regards to these records? Yes, as I laid out in the letter, I cited the Rivero case. While the district attorney may, you know, have a jurisdiction before this task force in some respects, when we're talking about decisions, investigatory decisions, I think it's a little bit different because we're acting in our state function. So the assertion of the exemption is not something that the Sunshine Task Force can, or the Sunshine Ordinance controls. So that provision, while it exists, is not necessarily binding. And as far as the Public Records Act, the investigatory exemption does not end. So the Public Records Act says the investigatory records exemption has no limit and when we're talking about a crime that has no statute of limitations that that becomes like it's clear that the investigatory records exemption is not abrogated at some point and but was anybody prosecuted for for the case that um mr spencer is looking for records for i believe what has happened is that no charges were ever brought against anyone and so that, that charging creates, once we've charged, that means that the office is taking on the case. If we don't charge, somebody may review documents and they might determine based on their prosecutorial discretion by looking at the evidence, there's not enough here to bring charges. And there are prosecutorial ethics that are that exist in that regard too. And when no charges are brought, 
the office, it's a more informal inquiry than charges being brought. When charges are brought, we have to provide records to the court. We file records in the court. There are no records filed if there's no charges brought. And excuse me for interrupting, but we're now there. The question then is, is if in this particular case, were there, was there any prosecution? No, no charges were ever brought in this case. Okay. So the, uh, the ordinance would apply because it, otherwise you would have statutory power and duties under uh, uh, the government code or other investigate, investigative uh, codes. But here, there, since there was no prosecution, basically the case was more or less closed. No, the case is ongoing. It's an, a murder case. There's no statute of limitations. It could always be reopened. Okay, but there's no prosecution. Okay, regardless of this provision, we don't have any records. I think that's also important to understand is if I had located records, I could have laid out the records that have been located and then applied the exemptions. We don't have any records. Okay, so you have no hard copy records. You have no records. Okay, no electronic or digitized records. Correct. No calendars from anyone, logs, telephone logs. Not no. Not even an arrest warrant or affidavit. I couldn't find that, and that's not even in our possession. But was anyone assigned to this case? Not that we can determine. Okay, thank you. I'll stop there. Back to you, Madam Chair. This is very interesting because, in some ways, um, uh, both of these things can't be true. This, how could this be an open case if there is no evidence? Or if there, there, there are no records. Um, it's very, it's interesting. Um, I guess members, I, uh, and member Pilpel, if. Yeah, um, do you, I, I think we, I, it seems that we do have jurisdiction. Do you think that there is enough here? And I, I don't know what the full task force would decide. Do you think that there's enough here to forward this matter to the full task force? Because it's not our job to make a decision today. It's just to determine, do we have jurisdiction? And is there enough evidence here for the task force to consider the complaint? What are your feelings? Uh, Member Pilpel. Despite my management by walking around, yes, I do believe that there's, that we have jurisdiction. I believe there's enough for the task force to consider whether or not there's a violation. I think the district attorney is fine to assert that uh, state law uh, governs and that this part of sunshine may not apply. I think that they would do well to explain something. And I still haven't read their three page letter, but I anticipate doing that as soon as it shows up. Mm -hmm. um, I think they would do well to explain something about how cases are charged or not charged and what happens to notes and records and files and statute of limitations for murder cases and other, something about how records are kept um, over there. It seems on its face unlikely to me that a case, whether it was yesterday or 25 or 50 years ago, would have no notes that were made by an investigator or a district attorney that weren't retained, particularly if it's a murder case that was never charged, 
if what they're saying is that there's no statute of limitations and they could always reopen. It's not a question of reopening that it never got closed and that they could charge someone at any time. It seems like having notes is probably a good idea, whether the people are still alive or not or moved or circumstances change, whatever. So I'd be interested in hearing uh, more about that. And I am thinking that although this is the DA and not the police, and we'll hear that one in a moment, um, that there are some parallels between this and the Ron Cicero matter mm -hmm. that we've been hearing, which if uh, petitioner Spencer and Ms. Moore aren't familiar, was a complaint that's still with the task force related to the zebra killings from 50 years ago, where there were some boxes and some information, but the police department is asserting that um, they can't disclose because there may be an open investigation with another agency, et cetera, et cetera. So this this whole area of law enforcement information and what's uh, available for disclosure, what's not available, where discretion exists and all that is a complicated matter, one that's, I think, properly before the task force and is very fact-specific, even within the framework of the law, that's a bit difficult to navigate. So. I think the short answer to your question is yes. Yes, Member Wolf. Uh, yes, I would um, agree to every single point Member Pilpo made. I probably would have repeated that almost word for word in my own words for all those points. Uh, so I'm totally in agreement with that. One thing I would like to do, and just for our own uh, edification, is for our legal counsel uh to uh, uh uh provide us with advice on the uh assertion that the da is making around the uh protection of this case being in their duties um at the state level and uh not at the local level despite the voters interest that uh the district attorney uh, uh it, is compliant or uh, with the sunshine ordinance. I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, so uh, good recommendation. Yep. Um, would anyone like to make a motion? Um, I'm happy to move. This is. This is, I believe, item number uh, nine. nine. Why, yes, yes, it is. Um, To do we find jurisdiction or do we recommend that the task force finds jurisdiction? We find jurisdiction. Okay. That uh, finding the it's a motion that the committee find jurisdiction and recommend to the full task force that uh, the full task force hear the complaint on the merits with no recommendation from the committee as to whether or not we believe there's a, a violation that they hear it de novo. And would you like to add, and we request and. Yes, and that we request. Our uh, city attorney to um, provide confidential advice to us on uh, analyzing the intersection between the current version of the public records act and the sunshine ordinance as relates to law enforcement information. That and perhaps uh, a, a um, 
analysis of the district attorney's response to this yes. complaint. Like I said, that too. Yeah. It's a bit of a complicated motion, but I will so move. Okay. okay. You have to repeat that. Uh, and I heard uh, Member Wolf, was that a second? Yes. Thank you. Hang on a second. Uh, 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 Member Pilpel moves that the uh, the committee finds jurisdiction. The records are public. Are you saying that? Yes. And recommend they're, to... they're public, but we're not they're, they're, right. We're, we're not, not no other that they're subject to disclosure right. or subject right. to any. But the, there there may be public records involved. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the records there may be some public records. Is that what you want me to say? What what's your feeling? I, I'm not even sure we need to say that. How about that we find that there's jurisdiction? Yeah. That we send the the matter to the full task force with no recommendation, not not to find or not find, but without recommendation. Without specific recommendation. Correct. And and request a city attorney advice. Um, Confidential on, advice on on the matter, including. Analysis of the district attorney's uh, position. Yes, and, and, and this is and, seconded by Member Wolf. There you go. And to Ms. Moore, just so you're clear, I haven't made up my mind on the the thing at all. I'm very much open to more to information here. I'm neither adopting nor rejecting your position. All right, uh, moved by member Pilpel, seconded by member Wolf that the committee finds jurisdiction, the records are public and to recommend to the task. We don't have to say the records are public. Just we find jurisdiction. All right. I thought we did. And recommends to the and with no recommendation to the task force, and we request our our deputy city attorney to provide confidential advice to the task force on analyzing the district attorney's position on public records and the analysis of the DA's response. Okay, I want to have you read that one more time because I think we missed in there that we are so we find that there we find that we have jurisdiction and we want to forward this to the full task force. We need to say that in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay, uh, the committee moves to find there is jurisdiction and to forward the matter to the task force with no recommendation from the committee. And we request that our deputy city attorney provide confidential advice to the task force on analyzing the district attorney's position. In advance of 
hearing the case. I like it. Remember <laughs> okay. Pill I like it too, so much so that I might even vote for it. Um, two other things, if we can be sure. I'll wait for this, Cheryl. Yeah. Uh, are we going for public comment now? Um, Member Pilpel had one other. Two, two uh, things. If we can be sure that when this, Cheryl, that when this gets to the full task force, that the DA uh, letter is absolutely included. And if you can also replace the caption on the item with the caption on the complaint summary, because Mr. Spencer is correct that he had asserted 67.24 and the agenda does not capture that. And it I looks like that. it was just, it was abbreviated and it, the complaint was actually broader than what's stated on the agenda. Right, and I want to be sure that 67.24 is captured because right. that's particularly germane. Here. 24D? Or just like... 67.24 is fine. Okay. I mean, yes, D, but yes. Got it. Okay, uh, members, unless we have further discussion, I'd like to open up this motion for public comment. Uh, if there's anyone on WebEx who would like to make public comment, please raise your hand. Uh, through the uh, application, if you're on the phone and would like to make public comment, please press star 3 to raise your hand and you will be added to the queue. If you're in the room and not party to the case and would like to make public comment, please step up to the microphone. Do we have anyone uh, who would like to make public comment on this motion? Chair LaHood, there are no callers in the queue with their hands raised. Thank you, Ms. Peterson. Uh, members, unless there's further discussion, uh, I'd like to ask Ms. Leger to call the vote. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Chair LaHood? Aye. Chair LaHood, aye. Three in favor. Uh, thank you, Mr. Spencer uh, and Ms. Moore. Uh, we appreciate you being here today. Uh, Ms. Leger? Ms. Leger, please call the next item, which would be item number 10. Item number 10, file number 23086, complaint filed by Mike Spencer against the police department for allegedly violating administrative code section 6721 by failing to respond to a records request in a timely and or complete manner. This is the first time this case is being heard. Okay, and we know we have Mr. Spencer here. Uh, do we have a representative from the police department who will be uh, uh, speaking as the respondent for this case. Uh, Ms. Peterson, Mr. Young, do we have anyone uh, from the police department on the line or on WebEx? There does not <clears throat> appear to be anyone in the phone queue from the police department. If you are from the police department, kindly raise your hand. Charla Hood, there did it does not appear to be a representative from the police department. Uh, Lieutenant Toomey was served with a notice of this hearing. I'm sorry, could you say that again? Lieutenant Toomey, mm -hmm. who's from the police department and usually attends these meetings, mm -hmm. was served with a notice. Uh, was served with notice. Did you hear a response from Lieutenant Toomey? Uh, I didn't hear a response, but like I said, I wasn't here last week. Okay. Mr. Young, did we have any response from Lieutenant Toomey or anyone else from the police department regarding this uh, matter? 
as I previously stated, uh, all emails were left in the Sunshine email box, and uh, yeah. I did not um, make any adjustments to it. Okay. Well, since we have the petitioner here, uh, members, uh, do you think we should proceed with hearing uh, uh, the petitioner's complaint on this and trying to move forward with it? Member Pilpel. I, Mr. Spencer is here. We're here. I'm happy to hear this. And to the extent that this uh, relates in part to the previous case, I, I think it makes sense. That's what I was thinking. Member Wolf, do you have any thoughts or concerns? No, I think it's perfectly okay. And we're not the only decisions we're making here today is whether the records are public in, in our jurisdiction. Right. I do want to remind the committee that isn't there a police commission meeting that takes place at the same time we do? No, they meet on Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Spencer, now that you are a veteran of this process, <laughs> um, we will give you five minutes uh, to present uh, your complaint. Uh, if someone from the police department uh, shows up in the next few minutes, we will give them an opportunity to respond as well. Uh, either way, we will probably have questions for you. Um, we will deliberate, we'll make a motion, we'll take public comment on the motion and um, proceed from there. So, Ms. Lejay, when you are ready with the timer, please let Mr. Spencer know. Are you ready, sir? Yes, I am. Go ahead. My name is Mike Spencer. I'm a licensed private investigator. I am here in connection with the uncharged no arrests in the Gary Vincent Murphy murder of June 12th, 1998. For the better part of four years, I have been requesting records from the police department in this matter. A couple of pieces have come out in drips and drabs. I do have an incident report, which is just the basics of the case. Uh, Police then in about 2020 released a memo about, um, it was a 2014 memo. It was written by a retired detective, Wincoop. What was happening was there were three people in this case who were suspected in the murder. There was a grandmother fighting a child custody battle against Murphy at the time of his death. So her identity was known very quickly, as well as the identities of a purported gunman and a driver. That was known within two weeks of the crime in 1998. So. Two of the people in the case were convicted in non-related cases. The gunman got a weapons charge and he was getting out of prison in 2012 and a detective Wincoop realized this and he tried to revive the case and, and get someone charged in it. He prepared a prosecution packet. So I know from a 2014 memo that a now retired detective realized in 2012 that the Murphy gunman was about to be released from prison. The detective tried one last time to revive the case, but he found the original detectives had lost phone records and did not keep an organized case file. 
He prepared a prosecution packet, but the SFDA turned down his request, dismissing it as, quote, a one witness case. This whole matter in the Murphy case, this is not an active and ongoing investigation. Police are never going to go after the ringleader grandma who is now frail and old. Uh, what's fair to Murphy's family is releasing all the records in his murder so they can know the truth. And if I if I just may, I have kept in touch with Gary Murphy's only surviving child on this, and she wanted me to read this letter. Gary Murphy's dad, who is deceased, was a World War II D-Day hero and a attorney back in the Boston area. But Gary Murphy's family has been kept in the dark, and his daughter writes, Dear Sunshine Ordinance Task Force, the secrecy of this case has left me with little faith that the San Francisco Police Department and District Attorney had serious intent in taking action to bring this murder and all who were involved in killing my father to justice. I question if all appropriate avenues were taken and exhausted before it was decided no charges were to be made. The San Francisco Police Department and District Attorney have kept me completely in the dark for 25 years. Our family has had 25 years of questions. Why can't officials tell me anything regarding this case? What is the reason that the records have not been released? I can't help to feel that if my father did not have the past that he had, this case would have been handled quite differently and I wouldn't be writing to you now. This case has had an agonizing effect on not only myself, but each member of my father's family. Deep pain, mistrust, frustration, anger, grief. That is what we've all been left with. The way this case has been handled has left our family in torment. We want records released or charges made. We want justice served and a chance for our faith in these departments to be restored. We deserve transparency. Just in my closing, police just released a bare bones incident report, a memo stating that they tried to reenact, you know, bring the case back to life. No records, no other records have ever been released. Thank you, Mr. Spencer. Uh, members, do we have questions or? Still nobody from the police. Uh, do we, um, Mr. Young, uh, Ms. Peterson, can you tell, do we have anyone from the police department possibly on the line or on WebEx? For those who are just listening, we are checking. There are no callers in the phone queue. I heard Ms. Peterson say no callers in the queue. Mr. Young, were you saying the same thing? Yes, confirmed. Okay. Okay. Um, members, what do we think? Um, it's member Pilpel. I think this is related to the previous case. This seems um, similar and yet different. Um, I think we, I, I'm not interested in dinging the police for not being here, but I note that their absence is 
clear. Um, I think it would be great for them to actually be here if and when this gets to the full task force, which it may very well. And in fact, I think it would be good for these cases to both be heard on the same night and not separate nights because they're kind of related. Um, I'm prepared to find jurisdiction, send it to the full task force. Uh, and I think similar to the, it's probably the same motion as the, the last case. Um, I, I think the city attorney advice might be different in this uh, instance, because I think the uh, obligations, the obligations of the police, to my understanding, are slightly different than those mm -hmm. of the DA right. um, with regard to investigations, plus their role is different in the system. It's not the same as, as the DA and whether it's, whether they're a state actor or a local actor or state record look, it's a slightly different analysis. Um, and I think we can all benefit from understanding how that framework can be parsed. Member Wolf. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I had um, started out the uh, prepared to uh, request that this, these two cases be combined, but I agree with after hearing the testimony and reading uh, some of the rest of the file for this file, that I agree with Member Pilpel's last um, uh, comment on um, there being, you know, the roles are different uh, and that um, legal counsel's advice uh, may also be different. So keep, it, keep them separate, but yeah. I agree on the same day. Uh, so that Mr. Spencer doesn't have to come twice. Yep. I think this is a good idea. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, who, who would like to make the motion on this? Sounded like David started one. I, I, I think it would be great if Member Wolf moves on this so that I'm not moving everything tonight. Member Wolf, would you like to make the motion? We are not hearing you. I don't know if you're on mute. I'm sorry. Um, yes. I, I'm happy to do that, but um, I'm wondering if we can just take the language from the previous uh, complaint uh, and apply it to this one. I think so. Uh, so, Ms. Leger, if you could take the language from the previous complaint, apply it to this one, substitute. Oh, the one thing that will be different is we'll be substituting uh, San Francisco Police Department. Uh, right. And um, we, they will, the our um, assistance uh, or deputy city attorney will not be responding on the DA's response. Correct. We seek their guidance on this. Their analysis, yes. Uh, Mr. Pilpel, would you like to second? I'm happy to do so. Okay. So we are, let's see, let's see how it, how it sounds. Okay. Um, moved by, uh, member. Moved by member Wolf seconded by member Pilpel that the committee find jurisdiction and forward the matter to the task force with no recommendation. Um, and so we also don't have a DCA request for 
an analysis on the police department's position that we're not doing. So I, I just uh, and uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, on on the case and the police department's position. Yeah. I, I think in both cases, what we're looking for is the city attorney's analysis of the intersection and overlay and interplay between the Public Records Act and the Sunshine Ordinance as relates to law enforcement information for open and closed cases. Yes. You want that to be part of the motion? Uh, no, member will not necessarily, it but, be, but, and when but we communicate with them yeah. and may, perhaps um, I can write something up to them sort of communicating what exactly we're looking for. I don't think that needs to be in the motion. Okay. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Should we okay. move for public comment? And I'm sorry. And the reason that I asked that this be confidential advice is for the moment, let's make it confidential to the task force. And depending on how it comes out and depending on how they write it, they might want to write it in a way that could be uh, waived and made public because if it's a, a factual analysis, it might actually be useful to the world, just like uh, in other instances, like the fine arts museum thing that we're considering. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're good on the motion. Uh, unless there's call for further discussion, I would like to open up this motion for public comment. If we have anyone on the WebEx app who would like to make public comment on this motion, please indicate by raising your hand in the application. If you're on the phone and you'd like to make public comment, please press star three. If you're in the room and not party to the case and would like to make public comment, please step up to the microphone. Ms. Peterson, do we have anyone who would like to make public comment on this motion? Chair LaHood, there are no callers in the queue with their hands raised. Okay. We'll give it a few more seconds just to make sure. But if we're not seeing any activity, uh, Ms. Leger, I think we could call the vote on this. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Chair LaHood? Aye. Chair LaHood, aye. Three in favor. The motion passes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Spencer. Uh, Ms. Leger will get in touch with you and let you know uh, when your cases will be heard before the full task force. Um, and Ms. Leger, I don't know if there's anything else you want to communicate to Mr. Spencer. I just wanted to uh, clarify uh, that we are requesting advice through through you. Um, or shall we? Shall I do it? Or uh, actually, you know what? To keep things simple, if you could request uh, advice, if you could make the request to our deputy city attorneys. And if they have further questions, I would be happy to explain what we're looking for and maybe CC me on the email to them. Okay. Yes, I will do that. Um, just to let you know, usually when I provide a request to our DCAs, it's from the minutes, the draft minutes. Okay. With the motion. So if they have everything. I think so. Yeah. And they'll have the, the attachments and everything. I think that'll yeah. be great. Oh, just making sure that this letter that was not in the is minutes included in the is included. Yeah, because they will absolutely need that. And I was just going to suggest, Chair LaHood, if you want to type up a brief email tonight to capture the essence of this and send that to Cheryl. That, that would might... probably be helpful. Yeah. So, uh, Cheryl, I will try to do that while this is fresh. Okay. Uh, and thank you very much to Mr. Spencer, and we will see you in the fullness of time. Thank you all for your time. Thank you. Yeah.
we believe this will get to the full task force in less than 25 years and and never mind yeah there you go okay um we so for better or for worse we've been moving quickly um and for those who may have joined us recently we've reordered the agenda um we the order that we took things in was uh item one two three then we jumped to six eight nine uh ten now we are supposed to move back to well unfortunately um item number seven we need to wait until eight thirty. So my question is whether, uh, Member Pilpel, if you think we can go ahead and do four and five, or if we would need to take a uh, brief break before we could jump into those and then perhaps proceed with item number 11, uh, because the petitioner with for item number seven is not available until 8.30. Um. Um. I was just thinking maybe um excuse me for interrupting, but I was just thinking maybe we should uh check and see if uh, Mr. Turon is available now. Oh, that is a good idea. Um uh Mr. Young, is Mr. Turon, who uh was previously not on the app or on the phone, is there a chance that he has joined the meeting? Or Ms. Peterson? Charlotte Hood, um, we have refreshed the list of attendees and he has not joined. Okay, let's keep checking for those of us who joined late. We had tabled item number 8 because the petitioner was not here, but our previous indication from him was that he was intending to attend this meeting. So we've tabled that item um, and are going to give him to the end of the meeting. Um, and if we need to, we will figure out what to do about that. Um, but hopefully he will show up. Um, but we understand if something came up, um, since he is not here, uh, you know what? Why don't we, yes. What was your suggestion? I was going to suggest that we take a 10 minute break, uh, then proceed with, um, items. 4 and 5, which I think we can probably do. Fairly quickly. Then move on to item number 11, and I believe we have uh, uh, at least one person here who would like to um, chair uh, speak on that item. And uh, that will give us a good amount of time to uh, discuss item number 11 uh, before we jump back to item number 7, which we will not hear before 830. So uh, on that, um, I, I would suggest the following. Without calling the item, if you can just um, pull up item five for a second and help me in the packet, um, because I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm confused. So, so item number five, yes, should be the yes. minutes from our last meeting. Absolutely. So yes. if you go to page two of item five, right, but we're not discussing that yet. I, I know, but just help me for a second again uh -huh. without calling it. Page two is, you know, the beginning of that. An item five. Then page eight has another version, and I'm struggling to compare them and see which is the latest and greatest. 
Okay, we will discuss that when we get to that All right. matter. Because well, I don't want to spend my time editing one and find that that's the wrong version. So just give me a hint, and I'm happy to. I can't. I can't tell you right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm a friend, you can tell. Me. All right, never mind. So yes, I'm. I'm happy to either take a break now or. Yeah. Why don't we take a break now and then, unless the seven and eight characters are around perhaps we can take item 11 next and then circle back to four and five so as not to make uh former chair washburn have to hang out i'm fine with that uh member wolf do you have uh um any any issue with that no no issue i'm good okay uh mr young were you saying something no i think we just had a little feedback okay so the new plan is it is 640 uh, at 650. We will return. We will jump to item number 11. We will check to see if Mr. Turan is here. Uh, if Mr. Turan is not here, we will proceed with items number numbers four and five. And then after 830, we will take item number seven. So we're taking item 11 as we come back from our break. Yes. Okay. And then. And then uh, 4 and 5. Yes. Unless and Mr. Turan appears. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you everyone. And uh, Ms. Jay, if you could uh, turn off the microphones during our break.
Microphones are on. Okay, microphones are on. We're returning from our break. Uh, Ms. Leger, please uh, call roll again. Uh, Member Pilpel? Present. Member Pilpel present. Member Wolf? Present. Member Wolf present. Chela Hood? Present. Chela Hood present. We have a quorum. All are present. Okay, um, just one thing before uh, our plan is to jump into item number 11. Um, I'm confirming with um, Ms. Peterson that it does not appear that Mr. Turan has joined us at any point. That is correct. Okay, we're going to move on to item number 11, which has been our systematic review of the text of the sunshine ordinance. Um, as uh, member Wolf pointed out earlier, unfortunately, we had hoped to we had intended to attach to the agenda um, some suggested changes, written changes from members of the public. And unfortunately, even though those were submitted, they were not attached to this. I would hope that we could proceed anyway. This is a first pass. Nothing that we're discussing tonight is set in stone. Uh, based on where we left off last time, we could pick up with uh, section 67.7. And I think we could make some headway getting through, you know, as many sections as we can, uh, given that it's not even 7 o'clock, <laughs> which is very early for us. Um, but member Wolf, I, I wanted to give you a chance to, um, um, uh, make the comments that you were making earlier or, um, answer any questions you have about, uh, the way we're proceeding with this. Yeah, sure. I, you know, I. You know, we're now into what our third mm -hmm. meeting, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, while this start kind of started a little rocky, um, I was hoping that we could bring the you know, public's suggestions. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we wouldn't have to, you know, go forward and go back to go forward again. Mm hmm. Um, and even though it might take a little bit longer, I mean, you know, 20 years without a major revision is, is going to take some time anyway, mm -hmm. but I'm concerned, you know, I'm concerned we have opportunity, um, for two election cycles in 2024. I don't mm -hmm. know that we'll make, I don't think we'll make the the spring. I don't think we will either. Yeah, but there might be opportunity for summer and fall of next year. And if we don't make it in 2024, it it's you know, it prolongs it probably another two years, I think. Um I don't I don't know what 2025 election cycle is if there is one. So I that's my only concern. I you know, I appreciate us going slow. You know, so that we can, you know, have full discussion, but, um, I don't know meeting every other month. Is going to help us on timeline. Fair point, um, and. Perhaps we can discuss some other, uh, I, I don't know if there could be an opportunity to hold a special meeting. Um, uh, Ms. Leger, I don't know if that's, uh. If there are any opportunities, I, I'm, I'm seeing you nodding, but I don't know if that means just that you hear me or yes, there's an opportunity for us to hold a special meeting. No, I, I, I we can 
always approach Chair Yankee and say what we'd like to do mm -hmm. and when we'd like to do it. Yep. And then have a discussion and then vote on it. Yeah. I mean, I would say have the whole committee hear hear your your request. Yeah. What do so, you think? Do you think it's a waste of time or do you think that I'm approaching it correctly? Uh Mr. Young, what do you think of that idea? Mr. Young? Uh, yes. Um, the one issue is that we really don't have access to a room in addition to our regular hearing dates. So if you want a special meeting, we have to work out, work it out with other committees. Mm -hmm. if you want to piggyback or, or whatnot. Okay. Um, and I'm uh, yes, Member Wolf. Um, could we do a completely virtual meeting? That is a fascinating uh, we question. We do not have authorization for that. Uh, mem only members who get prior clearance um, through uh, human resources can participate remotely. Uh, there is the possibility of asking the Board of Supervisors to allow our meetings to be entirely remote. That seems like opening a, a maybe a can of worms, but uh, one, one last question on this and then member Pilpel. Uh, Mr. Young, is it possible for us to know if other uh, uh, commissions, if anyone cancels a meeting, is it possible to know if there is there a, uh, a list of dates I and times? I would refer to Cheryl to work with the building manager. Okay. So there's not uh, usually there's not we okay. ask, we, there's nothing available. Okay. But, uh, however, just so you know, however we are close to the beginning of the new year. Yeah. This is October, the end of October. We have two more months. I can, it's certainly enough time to, if we have a solid date to um, request. I would like to put, put that on hold because we need permission to meet additional days. Okay. Okay. Just start another meeting date. We need COB approval. Madam Chair. Yes, Member Wall. Um, you know, I, as I've tried to do, and, and in some years we've been able to do uh, work meetings, mm -hmm. you know, that are not within the regular schedule. I mean, this is something, you know, I don't think that we, it, it I think we're going to have to meet more often than even just monthly in order to get through uh, a, a lot of this because once we come to at least some semblance of amendments that are more or less consensed by us three, there's going to be an extensive amount of public comment and comment from the other task force members. So, I, you know, I'm looking for expediency here. Mm -hmm. Uh, could we get permission from, I guess, authorization from the task force and permission from Chair Yankee to work on, you know, to have work meetings in the same way that, you know, we had a three member uh, group working on our annual report? Um, Perhaps so we could probably run it by our city attorney, uh, no. but they cannot be on the same committee. Okay. Ch chances are that. Okay, um, it sounds like this is something uh, we we need to discuss with Chair Yankee and with our 
deputy city attorneys to see how we can approach this. But member Wolf, I think they're, I think we can find a way to accelerate the process. Perfect. Uh, I, would just, I would just let you know that the assessment and appeals board has a tentative, uh, uh, ordinance pending to allow them to meet entirely remotely. Hmm. Yeah. So it is possible with the right support, but I don't want to advocate for anything. But it is a possibility to make it entirely remote. I would only ask that we be able to do it so we can do this, this particular work, not for everything, just for this purpose. Uh, I believe that would be a discussion with Chair Yankee and who can bring it to uh, COB Cavillo for discussion. Okay. Member uh, Pilpil, you had a comment? I have a number of thoughts. If you can give me a moment on this. Sure. But then I want to get. Yes, I want to get back to okay. 57.7. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, first of all, on the overall path forward, and I started to have a, a brief colloquy with uh, former chair. Uh, Washburn, um, I think, and this is only my personal opinion, um, that things changed last week when the board uh, decided to eliminate uh, remote public comment. Um, despite our nice letter, despite literally all of the public comment being in favor of keeping remote public comment, the board did something else. Um, and I think that there is a concern there is potentially a coalition um, out there of a variety of people from different walks of life, different perspectives, people who don't agree on any number of things, but who believe that remote public comment is valuable, has been great, and losing it to the Board of Supervisors is bad, and now there are other boards and commissions that are talking about losing it as well. So I think there is an opportunity there that can be um, uh, what's the word? Something on, yeah, used. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyway. Um, so I think going, I think we should continue to go through section by section and happy to, to do that. Um, I think it's too late for March period. That's done. Um, it is not too late for next November of 24, and then the next opportunity won't be until June of 2026 when people are much older and the world may or may not still be here, et cetera. Um, I mean, the warriors, never mind. Anyway, it's a long time from now. Um, so my provocative proposal to San Franciscans for Sunshine or anybody else that has money, wants to run a campaign or do a thing is to do at least these three things, and in my view, to try to be very restrained in what else to include in amendments. And the three things would be to require remote public comment at the Board of Supervisors and its committees, and for that matter, all boards and commissions, and you can broaden that to all bodies that have demonstrated in the last three years that technically they can do that. and we see in this room right now, whether it's three staff, two staff, no staff, that there's a technical ability to do that. So we've shown that, and I think the public likes that, and it's great to not have to schlep down here if you don't have to. Anyway, so require remote public comment. Number two, fix the language about uh, physically handicapped, change that to physical uh, disability or whatever the best language is that people like there. 
And the third is to change the language about how the ordinance is amended. And in my view, to import the language in the campaign and governmental conduct code that Pat Peterson is somewhat familiar with that allows changes to the city's ethics laws with a supermajority approval of the ethics commission. In that case, in our case, it would be a two a supermajority approval of the task force, a two thirds majority approval of the board of supervisors. Uh, and I think also being in print for uh, 30 days and with the finding that the changes overall further the purpose of the ordinance, something to that effect. Um, and then essentially, if that, if a measure like that, I'm speaking in part to former chair Washburn and anybody else who's listening, if a measure like that were to pass while we're working through a more substantive, a full blown edit that we could again, with a two thirds vote of the task force, pass it to the board and the board would feel more empowered to take that on rather than sloughing us off and saying, that's interesting. We don't care and we're not dealing with it because I think there are a variety of views currently on the board of soups and that board composition is gonna change again after next November. Um, and there is not, frankly, in my view, the sustained interest in making the kinds of changes that I think we want and that the city needs because it's been 25 years and there are changes in technology and all kinds of other <clears throat> things. So that's my provocative proposal to anyone who's listening. Okay, okay. that's all very interesting. Okay. I'm gonna give Member Wolf a chance to respond because okay. I know he wants to respond. All right. And I know you so want to So just, um, um, I'll make it kind of short. I, I, I hear you. Um, it's um, it's uh, uh, viable and feasible. Uh, Member Pilpel, this is through the chair, Mr. Pilpel, mm -hmm. everyone else. My concern is, is if we do anything in short order, you're opening up the entire ordinance for amendments by people who have more or above our pay grade, essentially. And I'm concerned about that, uh, that, that there will be some folks that might take advantage of the the window being open, um, even it, even if what we're looking for is very small and restrained, uh, I think others will will want to jump in at any opportunity uh, to be able to make more vast changes that may not include anything on the 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 punch list that we're looking at right now or anybody else's uh, suggestions uh, from the public. So, so what you're saying is if you make a deal to become Speaker of the House that says you can get kicked out <laughs> by one person, sometimes you have to live with that. Yeah, tyranny of the minority. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, in any case, are we ready to jump in and start where we left off, which is looking at section 67.7, agenda requirements and regular meetings? Uh, yes, member people. I just had two other. Uh, okay, reasonably related comments. I, if the, if you can make them brief, because I, I, I wait, here's what I can I tell you what I want to do. I want us to have a discussion and go through this. And then because this is a long section, yes. I want to take public comment on this section by itself. Okay, understood. But to. To the previous. Points raised about having an additional meeting and locations and all that. 
I have not yet had a discussion with the board Calvio, but I do note that the room next door 406 is controlled by the clerk's office is used by the AAB during the day is generally not used at night. And this task force has in the past met in room 406. And if we could get access to that room, even once, let alone regularly, we wouldn't be constrained. I feel like this is not on the agenda and this is future for future discussion. Fair enough, but I'm just yeah. saying that there may be ways to find a room. Okay. okay. And the other thing I wanted to say is I appreciate what was what was in the packet with the summary list of uh, changes. I think it would also be useful to create a document at some point, whether it's you, us, them, yes. the world that doesn't just summarize changes, but discusses principles that are being applied about public access, balancing needs, that, that there's some thought process that applies throughout here um, that, that kind of guides one's thinking. So we can do okay. that, but I feel like one step at a time yeah, and yeah, yeah. we haven't okay. even gotten through the whole thing. All right, all right. Okay. Hey, how about 67.7? 67.7. There you go. Um, so how about this? Uh, let's look at A and then I want to hear, um, so uh, Ms. Washburn, I hope it's okay if we go through each one on our discussion and then we're gonna give you public comment on all of 67.7, okay. And anyone else who's on the phone, you're going to have equal opportunity. We hope you're there. Okay. Uh, any interest or concerns about 67.7A or suggested changes, members? I have some stylistic changes, but nothing substantive here. Member Wolf, do you have anything substantive on 67.7A? Um, hold on. Um, you know, uh, one thing I would, and this is somewhat a bit radical, is um, increasing from 72 hours to at least to like five days. I think for for a lot of people, seventy two hours is not a lot not a lot of time. Despite if meetings are are Mondays or Tuesdays, they'll have you know the addition of uh, the weekend. But with the way things are moving these days around in commissions, not necessarily at the board of supervisors or or their committees, but at other meeting bodies, I think. There's so much going on. It's just not enough time. Uh, and it's, it's bombarding, uh, uh, the public to be able to follow the people's business, uh, in this way. A question I know, it's on just a thought, even though, it, do you think it still needs to be stated, stated in hours or could it be five calendar days? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, it's. That's a question for a constitutional construction uh, expert. I, I don't know whether there's a difference uh, between using 70 hours or days. I mean, hours you can count from at any point on the clock backwards. So if it's like 
you know, if the meeting's at four o'clock, then it's 72 hours prior starting at four o'clock, you know, kind of thing. Right. Uh, versus versus days before, which what what is the end of the day? Is it mid, is it 1159 p.m.? You know, that kind of thing. So you want 120 hours. I would say, yeah, I would I would I would still stick with the same. Uh, um nomenclature so member pilpel a couple of things and i'm sorry i i missed this um i have thought for a long time although i didn't <coughs> write it in my version or in the notes that we should have a three-tier scheme those bodies that meet once a week i think three days or 72 hours is sufficient and that's pretty much the Board of Supervisors, some of its committees, um, and the Planning Commission. For those bodies that meet every other week or roughly 24, 26 times a year, I think a five-day requirement, 120 hours, as Member Wolf was suggesting, I think that is appropriate. And for those bodies that meet once a month or in any event less frequently than twice a week, sorry, then twice a month, um, that seven days is appropriate. And those bodies that, you know, they're bodies that meet twice a year, once a year, whatever. I think a, a one week notice and agenda is appropriate. So a three, five, seven scheme, depending on the regular meeting schedule of the body uh, makes sense to me because it seems like it is more tailored to their operations. I also wanted, I had a note here on 67.7 C. Hold on, the we're talking about A. I, I know, yeah. okay. but on C that specifies the location, the reason that 72 hours is germane is in the past, people have said, as long as we get it to the library government information center by you know 3.59 PM on a Monday, then we believe we've met our obligation for 72 hours to have a meeting at 4 p.m. on the Thursday. That that's how they've used 72 hours to work back from the meeting time to the date stamp at the library, literally. And so we should think about this. And yes, I agree that if you say calendar days, then they'll say, well, you know, we sent it over at 11.59 p.m. And on a Saturday night, and just because they didn't process it until Monday morning, and Monday was the holiday, and, uh, you know, sure, we're good to go for a meeting on Tuesday. Yeah, that's finagling and not okay. So one should be careful with dates and deadlines. Okay, I'd okay. like to recommend that we not have a three-tiered system because if the, the ordinance is already complicated enough. Okay. If we think it needs to be extended, how about we go somewhere in the middle and say 96 hours, which would be one additional day, which seems, which gives people a little more time, but, and I, people might not even agree with us on this recommendation, but if you think more time is needed, I think one additional day might be reasonable and not slow things down for committees that are meeting regularly, but might offer, you know, a little more time for committee for committees. Yep, Madam Chair. Yes. So, you know, the commentary I get from members of the public is mm -hmm. uh, staff and, you know, the city who is creating these action items 
they spend a lot of time, a lot more time in development of these items without the public, you know, sometimes without the public's knowledge uh, held as work product. And um, they, it, they it, and then the public doesn't get to actually see it until it's somewhat of a finished product that shows up on an agenda that might take more than three days to be able to read and analyze and, and deal with. Some things are very, very complicated. And um, members of the public don't have staff or experts the way the city has the ability to hire them. I mean, this is the people's business. They should be, you know, doing it uh, in a way that uh, the public has some, not not part so much participation, but some observance of it. So if the observance of it only comes when it's introduced in a meeting three days ahead of time, that that's kind of where this is coming from, um, because uh, it's. Uh, it's can be onerous. I, I would also observe that without getting into the particulars of each board and commission and policy body, that it varies all over the place. You've got bodies that deal with legislative matters, like at the board, you have bodies that deal with um, uh, real property case files, like planning commission, Historic Preservation, Board of Appeals, um, Building Inspection. And then you've got many bodies that deal with policy questions um, and contracts. And that's uh, PUC, Rec Park, MTA, um, Airport, uh, DPW now, uh, Port Commission, um, and, and bodies that deal with uh, appeals and uh, commendations and all kinds of things. And so it it's difficult to say we should have, you know, one standard or advance it by an additional day without having a better understanding of these different types of bodies and the types of constraints that they're operating under, whether it's responding to uh, grants or all kinds of other. I'm, I'm not saying that there's a wrong answer here, but it's it's complicated to look at everything as the same because in practice they're not and it's it's not like you can say well if it works for the board of supervisors they can make it work for the xyz commission well due respect but the xyz commission doesn't have the number of staff to feed the commission as the clerk's office does i'm not sure if so, you're arguing for more or less time i'm not sure that i am i'm, I'm saying that it's complicated okay. i'm not saying it, that there it, should be complicated less. but I, we need to move through this okay. so i'm going to recommend that we not spend more time on whether okay. on the specific number of hours i will make note that we think the number of hours that we should consider extending the number of hours and i don't think we need to necessarily decide this right now, like noted. Uh, the one other thing I would note is that we change it to internet site to website. Yes. I okay. Got that. Uh, any, any issue with that? No, I got that. Okay. Uh, no. Anything else on A or can we move on to B? Okay. Go for Let's it. Move. Sorry, Member Wolf. I said go for it. Okay. Let's look at B. <laughs> I think I only had one edit to change on the item to about the item, but. Please uh, go ahead. 
yeah, that that was it. And then uh, towards the end, the four public inspection and copying, I think that was. Uh, I'm happy with striking those four words. I think uh, made available makes sense to me without saying for public inspection and copying. Uh, the end for public inspection cop and copying too. Uh, he's suggesting striking for public inspection and copying. Can you explain your thinking on that? You just think if it's. I, I just think if you're making it available, you're making it available. And the implication is that you're making it available uh, for public inspection. It's, it's not that you're making it available for any other reason. That's why you would make it available. I'm just trying to get rid of the length. Okay, whatever. It, it's just my view on fewer words is better. Um, And for what it's worth, I I would note that this concept of referring to explanatory documents, we do that, and that's included here with attachments on our agendas. Not all bodies do this. Um, I can't remember the last time I've seen a posted agenda that includes documents of one page or less as part of the agenda and only refers to multi-page doc. I mean, this exists in language, but this doesn't really exist in actual practice. So we can think about how this concept came about and whether this is the best way to express it. That's all. Madam, Madam Chair. Yes, my rule. On that point, you know, I, I'm not in agreement with that perspective. Okay. The fact that it doesn't happen in practice means that we should remove it from the law. I'm not okay. Saying, I'm not, I'm not saying I, well, that's, but that's what it just sounded like you said. No, I'm saying we should think about how best to express the idea because I'm not sure if this is doing it since it doesn't seem to be happening. Well, I mean, that's my point. Around, if, we, if I walk around this building, I can find agendas, but I'm not going to see a single page attachment included. I would love that. That would be great, but they're just not doing it. I know. So, but that's my point is that the fact you're saying that if they don't do it, then we don't need to express it in the law. No, maybe we express it in a different way and require it uh, differently. That's all. Not that we well, don't do I, it. I, I don't, I don't understand how much more directed it can be when it says it shall refer. That's, that's a pretty strong, it's irrefutable. So, I mean, well, like it, the only other word I can use is must, it must refer. <laughs> it's, you know, the point here is it's a matter of enforcement. Somebody has to oversee to make sure it happens. I mean, that's part of our job and it's part of what comes up when the complaints come. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, it, it's, to me, it's one of those things that, if the if the city is is not doing it then and folks are are getting away with not providing all the explanatory documents that they're shirking the their job uh in in uh uh making a, a it, it, it making it public what they're doing i just don't i don't i don't know how else to i mean if you want to reword the sentence so it's shorter yeah we can wordsmith it 
you know, we can do that, but it can't lose that, uh, the thrust of that. So go ahead. I was going to say, I don't, I mean, unless you want to cut such as correspondence or reports, which I think are actually good to include because then people have an idea of what you're talking about. I don't think, I don't think the sentence needs to be edited. I think, you know, I am fine with cutting for public inspection and copying because. That probably is obvious, although I suppose somebody could say, no, you can't copy it. You have to look at it here. I mean, do we run, do we run that risk? Or, you know, if we don't think we run that risk, I'm fine with cutting that. And I think we should leave the rest of it as is. I mean, I, I, unless you have concern with even specifying, unless you think that they should always be where the agenda is. Is that what you're asking for? Well, I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm not being as eloquent as I would like to be. I, let me just give okay. two or three examples. I mentioned walking around the building. You can see agendas posted. They don't have the one page things attached. They have some references to attachments. So, for example, tonight on our agenda, several items refer to attachments mm -hmm. in parens and have linked attachments mm -hmm. on the agenda. They don't say what the attachments are, just as attachments. Some bodies include the attachments, like this by link. Um, others specify that the attachments include PowerPoint presentation, staff report, proposed resolution. I mean, they're specific about what the attachments are, and in most cases have links to those documents. Um, there's no, the point is there's no standard for what this means in practice, perhaps the task force could issue uh, guidance on what we think it means and what the best practice is. In my view, we haven't done so, but there's the point is that there's not consistency in approach. Um, and perhaps Member Wolf would agree with me that where possible, we should try to promote or incentivize consistency across the various bodies. And that that was my point is that this what appears to be easy, obvious, plain language in that sentence appears not to be. And and maybe it's a question of rewording it. I'm not suggesting I am not suggesting removing this uh, provision or weakening it. OK, uh, before we give it back to member Wolf, my concern just with regard to. Sunshine ordinance task force. I don't, I mean, other than saying attachments, do you want to say, you know, uh, documents submitted by petitioner, documents submitted by respondent, or, you know, emails and like list every date of the emails, which would be, I think, make the work impossible if we need an index of all records attached to every file? Understood. But in our case, it could say petition slash complaint, respondent's response, order of detention, right? I mean, it could pull out things from the packet content. I, we don't need- Is that necessary? I don't know. It depends on the circumstances, and it may be that what people need here is different from what they need at the MTA board, where Member Wolf and I are pretty familiar. So in that case, based on what you're saying, each entity needs to set some, what we need to do is figure out what rules can be applied across the board. Mm -hmm. If we try to get into the micro level of what could happen at every single entity that is holding never these kinds done. of meetings, we will never get done. Okay. And we're, and, and I think we're going to make ourselves crazy. Is it, it, um, Madam Chair, I, yeah. I just want to, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say right now, 
okay? For, for better or for worse, the agendas come out more or less on time. And, and they have a modicum of, of information is, that's in it. I, th I think the concern is, is as Member Belbel is, so is pretty rightfully saying, is it, it gets an, a little disturbing when you go to look at an agenda and you, you look at the, the description and it is a, going to be a, a, a bear. And where are the documents for all that stuff if there wasn't like if there wasn't an internet right yeah you know, where do you go to get all those that documentation that should be included with the agenda i mean i remember i mean if you had to let's put it this way our current agenda even the one for today if you had to print that out how many pages would it be remember pill pal can tell you it's it right. looks like it looks like a medium-sized phone book yeah Right, exactly. And we used to, before we had enough internet access, and Member Pilpa will remember this too, we used to have those things printed out, double-sided, and delivered, mailed to people and to members mm -hmm. in advance. <laughs> and that had took 10 days in advance just to get it to us three days in advance uh, in time for a meeting. So, you know, the point is, is is that if if it's a matter of access so um i i i to me and i'm sorry that it needs to be said this way it is somewhat of an enforcement matter operationally administratively take the index of records issue that we've been that we almost pretty much finally got them to finally get standardized online whether or not departments are using it properly or not, that's a completely different story. Somebody needs to light a fire under some people's chairs, you know, to make sure the index of records are being properly uh, populated. So that Member, helps, you know what I mean? So Member Wolf, with respect to 67.7B, I still don't understand what you are asking for. What do you want I'm to not, be different? I, I'm not at, I'm not asking for anything to be different. Okay. I'm not asking for it to be changed. Okay. I, what I'm asking for is that if the, as member Pilpel say, he's basically saying it's so wordy, we need to, to reword it in some other way that it it maybe it 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 rings true to you know to uh, that that it's somewhat of a directive, you know it rings true that way like they have to do it, you know where it's not being done now i i'm okay with that if but i don't know i i don't know maybe it just needs to be formatted in a different way like b put it into a b1 you know so it sticks out of the page or something um member wolf yeah let i'm i'm happy to to move on but i would just ask you to think in the future with respect to some of the items that you and I have uh, commented on at the MTA board, something yeah. like uh, a Page Street neighbor way or uh, Hate Street uh, bus stop changes, there's a level of specificity that they use at MTA board meetings that can obscure a larger project. 
and they can get very wordy and very detailed with the A through Z stuff where yeah. the first paragraph doesn't clearly call out this is, you know, the the Page Street Neighborway project or whatever, because they'll they'll say making parking and traffic uh, changes uh, covered below and items A through E below or uh, the approval action for purpose of uh, chapter 31 of the admin code and yada yada. And it just gets obscured. And um, that's another aspect of um, 67.7B and, and whether a description is meaningful. So just I would just ask you to think about how this plays out in, in the real world. That's all. I, okay. I, I hear you. I think that I think what you're asking for is more meta. And I think that I agree with you, but I think it's more meant on maybe, you know, kind of standard 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 workshops. Like this is what we people have to come to a workshop, you know, whether it's clerks or secretaries or what have you of, of the, these meeting bodies to, um, you know, so that a, uh, a it, it becomes clear so that there are no, you know, complaints brought forward. I mean, I get your point sure. that, you know, we're All trying right. to, we're trying to create more education and avoid more complaints, but, um, and, but I think it demands more, engagement from this body or from some other body or multiple bodies to change the culture. It's a culture thing. I think more training is a great idea. Can we move on to C? Yeah. Okay. The agenda shall specify the time location of the regular meeting and shall be posted in a location and shall be posted in a location that is freely accessible to members of the public. So so on that, mm -hmm. I've got to note that that may include the certainly should include the website, which is covered elsewhere. The uh, main library government information center outside the meeting room um, or other designated department uh, public contact location. So the I the idea here, and this goes back to pre Internet days, is that you literally had to post the agenda at some public location and you will find at the city halls and, and cities throughout California that they've got a public display board that shows their next city council uh, meeting and that gets posted on a Thursday or Friday for their council meeting on a Monday or Tuesday um, that's publicly accessible uh, morning, noon and night, rain or shine, uh, et cetera. And that's where this concept comes from. This is a parallel to the Brown Act, but we could be more specific here in saying that for us, this includes, again, the library and outside the meeting room and other locations. So, for example, each board um, or commission's rules of order could or perhaps should specify those locations and to be very specific um, that the library commission could post notices of library commission meetings at the branch libraries that uh, the police department could post notices of police commission meetings at each uh, district police station those are good examples of getting more public visibility and this is you know like going back 20 or 25 years 
ago. Now everyone's like, well, if it's on your phone or on the website, that's good enough. But there's still, I think, value in public visibility at freely accessible public locations. And we could be more specific to that end. Okay, how can we generalize this? Because you gave great examples, but we're not putting all those examples in here. So do you want to specify? We could say they'll be posted in City Hall at the main library and uh, outside of the meeting room. And and at such other locations as each charter board or commission shall designate in their rules of order. But why would why uh, will they do that? Because we would then require them to periodically review their rules of order and designate any other public locations that make sense to them. Okay, so do we want to specify then? Shall be posted? Do we say in City Hall or or you know uh, at a specific location in City Hall? For so I, I, I I'm, I'm taking notes now. Shall okay. be posted uh, where? On the website is covered elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, the the library government information center okay so we're not saying at city hall no i would okay. say outside the meeting room if meeting in city hall or a public building something like that when you're ready i'll chime in uh Okay, hold on. let's let me get uh, member Pilpel's list and then uh, member Wolf will adjust. So shall be posted outside in the meeting room, if in if in city hall or other or another public building. Okay. Next. And any other location designated by a policy body in its bylaws or rules of order. So you're not saying the public library? No, I, I did have the library. No, I asked. And okay, you didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Ink. Shall we post it outside the meeting room if in city hall, if it is in city hall or another public building at the main branch of the public library? I want to visit the main yeah, branch of the San Francisco the, Public Library. Right, their government information center that has a specific meaning. They literally have a binder. They still have a binder. And in any other location designated by a policy body in its bylaws or rules of order. So we're cutting that is freely accessible to members of the public because we've freely accessible to members of the public. I, I would say, is, including freely accessible comma, including. So if they want it, because that's a, that's a Brown act requirement. And if they say, well, we met that for purpose of Brown okay. act by sending it to the library. And if you say, well, that's nice, but the library was closed. Pride weekend because of whatever. So how could anyone get there? And they say, oh, well, that's not our problem. We send it to the library on Friday. Okay, so here's what I'm changing. In any other location that is freely accessible to members of the public and, and is designated by a policy body in its bylaws or rules of order. So here's the thing. We don't need to say that City Hall 
or the main library are freely accessible to members of the public and doesn't because they are freely accessible to members of the public. So we're putting that modifier on the other location. It's 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 arguable. It City Hall is freely accessible during weekdays. Okay. I'm going to move this around then. Okay. You okay. can add, add, no, free that. Okay. This is why this is hard. It's not. When you're ready. Hang on. Okay. The agenda shall specify the time and location of the regular meeting and shall be posted in locations that are freely accessible to members of the public, including but not limited to colon outside the meeting room. If it is in city hall or another public building at the government information center at the main branch of the San Francisco public library and in any other location, uh, designated by a policy body in its bylaws or rules of order. That sounds good. I'll think about whether it needs any tweak, but that member that Wolf. Okay, so. First of all, we don't know if there'll be a library government information center in, you know, next week or 10 years or 50 years from now. So it, I would say, first of all, enshrine that in law, that it exists, that the city shall have a government information center. Okay. So that way, if you put those words into it's got to it's got to have some way to you know to exist uh in the future um otherwise you're just going to have to say the library bruce it's provided elsewhere in the admin code the references to the government information center okay that's where annual reports get sent etc okay so if it's been somewhat codified or enshrined that it exists then i, I then i'm okay with that I think it's um, code 8.17. Okay. Um, the other thing is, is um, I, I, we are, I, I, I'm, let me finish. So I'll finish with the, the physical parts. I get, I get the, all that those points. I don't agree with uh, whether it, it says something in their bylaws or not. Um, you know, this should exceed uh, a body's uh, bylaws. In fact, their bylaws should have to include whatever the ordinance um, is uh, prescribing. Um, the freely accessible uh, part, I mean, you could do it at City Hall. How? You create a structure outside where all those documents would exist that makes it freely accessible at all times. Uh, the, the city college, we went through this with city college and what did they do when they had their office on Gough street, they would put up all their agendas, every single page on the front window of their office. And you can just walk up to their, that, that building 24, seven, 365 and see the agenda. And member Pilpel knows that well, um, because we used to be hound dogs to that board of trustees for a long time. Um, so I, I, I think that there's a way uh, to do this, um, even if it's at the library, outside the library, uh, where they they have some some land, uh, or or even at other libraries, uh, they could do it. Um, 
But the now the second part of that is we do live in a state of technology and uh, trying to find these agendas on many websites uh, can be going down a rabbit hole. And a lot of the websites are not uh, they're not navigatable in, in general. Uh, they're not intuitive. And uh, I know that they're trying to fix that. But even still, there are requests for uh, a placement of where uh, records are to be. So like if you were to go to, let's say, MTA, okay, and you wanted to find where the agendas for the board of directors are, it is not plainly seen on that website because they're trying to promote other things like how to pay your parking ticket or how to get around on Muni or whatnot. So there needs to be, like the index of records, a centralized um, uh, uh, web, centralized like website or, or web pages or portal uh, documenting all upcoming city meetings and agendas. Yes, yes, and we we talked about that. I think for per, I would suggest that for purpose of sixty seven point seven C, that we're good. That these other items are going to be captured elsewhere. Okay, I have a thought. Okay, okay two two questions. Uh, Member Wolf, were you suggesting that we stop things at in any other location designated by a policy body and cut in its bylaws and rules of order? Um, it, yeah, I mean, it should to make they, it more flexible. Yes, because their their bylaws and rules of order, if different, if it, it could become in conflict with the sunshine ordinance, we would want oh, whatever's in the ordinance to be in, also repeated uh, in their uh, uh, bylaws and or rules of order. Okay. Um, I don't care, right? Like, 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 okay. Okay. So I good, good. I'm gonna make a suggestion that I think addresses the last thing you said, but jumping back up to A. So uh, a policy body shall post a current agenda on its website, and I'd like to add, and on a centralized meeting, do we want to say city uh, meeting agenda website? Uh, centralized. City and County of San Francisco meeting agenda website. Sure, we can okay. wordsmith it later. Yeah, right. And that and it may not stay in 67.7 a, but I think we want that concept to exist and it may end up in 67.29-1 or some other place. But yes, we okay. want a central database or yeah, we probably would need another point that designates the creation of that and somebody else is going to be responsible for creating yeah. and maintaining it and departments yeah. feed into it yes exactly yeah. and there's the ability for people to like you know on their phones click on a link and it gets added to their calendar you know automatically and you know that there's you know that stuff exists now we don't have it but it does Okay, so let's move on. Okay, uh, let's move on to D. So on D, my only uh, edits are at the end of, well, whatever. Um, 
the end of the second line that I have uh, may respond to statements made or questions posed by I don't like persons exercising their public testimony rights. I would say members of the public exercising their public testimony rights, no comma, um, and then towards the end there, or requesting staff to report back to the insert policy body at a subsequent meeting concerning the matter raised by such insert public testimony. Doesn't I'm change. You say that one more time. Okay. Oh, or I can show you. No, just say it. Just right. read it. I, I was processing yep. what you were saying. Okay. okay. Except that members of policy body may respond to statements made or questions posed by insert members of the public and strike the word persons. Then repeating <laughs> public choice. Can we just say people exercising instead of per persons? You want members of the public exercising their public testimony rights? I, I just think that it's a specific designation or, or class of individual to say members of the public and that they are exercising their public testimony okay. rights, that that's a concept. Okay. Whatever. Did, it, it, it's not really changing the, the underlying idea here. I would strike the comma after rights. Um, and then towards the end, re, or requesting staff to report back to the insert policy before body. Got that. Um, and at the end, raised by such insert public before testimony. That okay. To me, there's a concept of public testimony that comes from your public testimony rights and that are expressed by members of the public as opposed to staff or city officers or employees, blah, blah, blah. That's okay. Member Wolf. Not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, the, the passage that says to the extent of asking a question for clarification, providing a reference to staff or other sources of factual information. You know, that, that listing right there, mm -hmm. I don't think, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure whether that's necessary or not. I mean, it's like, it creates a confine. I, I think this really just expresses locally what's already in the Brown Act. I don't think that there's any different concept okay. here than what's already in the Brown Act. I think it's just True. making very clear who who acts in locally in these instances. I, I'm not trying to expand or narrow um, the, the concept in Brown. It, it's basically that you can't do something that's not, can't deal with something that's not on the agenda. Right. Okay. That's an important concept here. Okay. Can we move on? Are we, are we good with this? Can we move on to E? Yeah. I'll pass. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll let, I'll, I'll let it go for now. Okay. Think about it. My minor language tweak on E, I don't like the word subdivision because I don't think these are subdivisions. I think they're subsections. So I would say subsection D instead of the policy body, I would say a policy body because it's refer, re, mm -hmm. it deals with all of them, may take, may take action on items. And I would strike the two words of business. Mm -hmm. I think may take action on items not appearing on the posting under any of the following conditions. 
again, not intended to change the idea, just fewer words and more clarity. Madam Chair. Yes, Member Wolf. Um, so it, this uh, kind of triggers something kind of uh, in, in the alternative, kind of not alternative, it's kind of in the reverse in a way. I mean, I, I would, it kind of goes back to, um, kind of goes back to A, I think, A or B. Let, let's finish with this. And I, I, well, let, let me just say this. Mm -hmm. I, I think agendas and some policy bodies do this and they do it well. Uh, and they do it because they, they have requirements to do it that are beyond the Sunshine Ordinance. But I think um, agenda items should include a proposed action so that the in, in like they, it needs to be written out um, so that the public knows what decision the policy body is going to make on that item. Uh, because if it comes out that it ends up there taking an action on like maybe a twist of the same subject for the item, that that may not have been discussed, then that creates a whole level of convolution. Uh, the other point is, is, is if it's not going to be action, that it be identified as for discussion only. So this is kind of is like what we put on our agendas, whether it's for action, action, action only, or action and discussion, or, or just for discussion, but in addition, there would be for if there was going to be an action that it has to um, be a, what the writ, actual written proposal is. Okay. Uh, I have slight concerns about that, Member Wolf, and I think you've been at some uh, CAC uh, hearings where um, we had one regular attendee who did not like the fact that we did not propose a specific motion for each item on our agenda, even though we specify yeah. that it's a you know, uh, uh, hang on, let me go back to my other, uh, I'm going to say, I, I, I get it's, that it's, we, you know, we have been criticized for not, you know, for just saying hearing on the complaint discussion and action or, I, I, you know, hearing to determine jurisdiction because he wanted us to say hearing to find violation, but we didn't, because it's a hearing, we don't know if we're going to find a violation because we don't know we need we need to hear the evidence in order to decide that there's a violation so we can't actually put the motion on the agenda yeah i i get that i i get that but we you know that the argument to that is is that we are a quasi judicial body and so our operation and our procedures are not the same as just something in the legislative process okay so this is a, an important point Unfortunately, we need to go back a little bit. 67.7a, second sentence, agendas shall specify for each item of business, and I would strike of business, the proposed action or a statement, the item is for discussion only. So that's where it's, right. it's already there, but I think we could fix this a little bit to say agendas shall specify for each item whether an item is a 
a proposed action item or for discussion only and further where there is a staff recommendation the staff recommendation shall be indicated on the agenda that's where i think we're going with this yeah i think the uh so for I, example the planning commission I, I, will say staff recommendation approve or deny or approve with rec- with modifications or conditions whatever but our agendas won't say it because there's no staff recommendation so it's open for discussion and uh, and a decision or whatever else we should choose to do but the the point is that where there's a staff recommendation it shall be included on the agenda very clearly i, I get this, this so is a totally important point and i appreciate member wolf bringing it up for and but specifically that's for policy and very you know very standardized legislative process i think we have to also address the concern that um uh, madam chair brings up because we don't operate in that kind of process so we operate apply. when when it applies it applies okay all right so so add that word hold when it applies where hold on hold on hold on hold on what yeah. i had to a is agendas shall specify for each item the proposed action or statement the item is for discussion only comma and where there is a staff recommendation comma it shall be included on the agenda it's or it or the staff recommendation shall be included no yeah. it's it's where there is a staff recommendation it shall be included on the agenda fine we don't okay. need to it's, that's fine it's i can live with grammar that. yeah okay member wolf okay. does that help yeah no that's that's fine that's fine I, this is I, an improvement this is a massive improvement it, it is i am concerned about madam chair's concern about our, our body about the sunshine task force because our process is not a legislative process oh, and there are other it. bodies there are other bodies like us you know that don't that don't operate in a legislative manner that's that's fine and in that case it'll say discussion and action or action item and it won't specify what the proposed action is because it's open okay. for the the members to decide and there's no staff recommendation okay but if I there's if you take now now but now troubleshoot it you got to troubleshoot it so take take something like the M- MTA or the planning commission or something all of a sudden there's no they don't, there's no staff recommendation and they just go off and and do do whatever and there's no statement of exactly what action they're going to take so the public doesn't know what they're what road they're going down well interesting you should mention that so last week at the mta board there was discussion not far from your neighborhood about hayes valley and uh right. some crazy permit thing for friday to for weekends in Hayes Valley and car free, I don't know what, et cetera. And there was a motion to amend and the city attorney opined that they could not act at that meeting because the agenda didn't specify that the scope of the item could include an amendment because the staff recommendation was to only do one day and the board member wanted to do a day and a half. And so they amended the motion, right. but it over to the next meeting because it wasn't sufficiently 
noticed. So there, there's a lot of uh, dissecting scope as relates to an agenda item. And anyway, that's true. But that, but that, but that's a that is somewhat of a good thing. That it is. I'm, I'm not saying it's yeah. a bad thing. And oh, there's, okay. there's okay. a challenge to uh, city folks to figure out how to scope a thing so that it's neither too big nor too small and gives members of policy bodies enough room to make changes so that they're not locked into the staff recommendation and that they can, you know, go off script a little bit. Well, there's always kind of the standard rule of, of if it, if, if it's substantive. So if it's a substantive change that that would have to go, you know, to the next meeting, provide a whole new uh, hearing on it, you know, versus something that is, you know, is not substantive. And then it's up to the city attorney, right. uh, you know, to, to help the body determine whether it is or not. Right. Very much on a case by case basis. I, I, I don't think we're disagreeing on this. Okay. Okay. One last thought on this. Would it is, I feel like this adds confusion. Um, agendas shall specify for each item, the proposed action. Unless the policy body is operating in a quasi judicial capacity. No, no, I'll put that there. there. There are a lot of other considerations when you get into quasi-judicial. And okay, yeah, I so we're just going to accept the fact that we are backing ourselves into a corner. Oh, I, I think we need to. I think we need to put this in, like, uh, you know, one of those parking lot items that we need to have a lot more. You, you know, know what? I will make a comment on this and say need to resolve issue yes. quasi-judicial hearings. I'm not right. I'm not sure that we need to, I would suggest that we don't need to address quasi-judicial. I think the improved language that we had a moment ago, uh, agendas shall specify the proposed action statement, the item is for discussion only. And for, where the, for, there's a staff yeah, recommendation, that's all there. I, I, I think that makes it substantially better. If others have different ways to wordsmith it, I think we're, we're open to tweaking that, but I think that does 99% of what we need to do there. Okay, so can we go back to yeah, where e. we were? Yes, we were down at E. Notwithstanding subsection D, a policy body may take action on items not appearing on the post agenda under any of the following conditions. How do we feel about the conditions? I, again, I think this is largely mirroring uh, what's in the Brown Act. I don't think there's anything uh, special that we're uh, creating here. You mean we can leave it? Uh, pretty much. I, I had some wordsmithing, but I think the concepts here in one, two, and three um, are straight out of Brown. What is your wordsmithing? Uh, where, where it says body, I would add policy. Um, I'm nutty about uh, alphabetizing, so in two, I would say regular or special rather than special or regular, which is just sort of weird. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Where does it say? To a subsequent special or My regular regular or special meeting yeah okay okay um after the big b I, I don't think it needs another that because there's a that before the a mm -hmm. um another policy policy body and subsection rather than subdivision and then i think i made instead of a comma at the end there i think i made that a semicolon 
and then added an or. Hold on. Sorry. The comma at the end where? After subdivision, our subsection A. You want a semi semicolon? Right. Yeah. I, I think it reads better with the one semicolon yep. at the end, two semicolon or three, blah, 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 period. Okay. Yep. It's the editor in you. Um, on three, uh, again, subdivision becomes subsection, meeting of the insert policy or body. And then I like to write out numbers for five calendar days, but it could go either way. Um, and that I believe is straight out of uh, Brown 54955 on prior posting. And that's incredibly rare, by the way. Okay. That has to do with recessed items and recessed meetings and weird stuff that Victor will remember from uh, uh, budget committee meetings when they run in June. And anyway, it's just, and generally those get reposted anyway. Uh, Member Wolf, anything on E1, 2, or 3? So, um, no, not. I, I didn't dive into this too deeply because as um Edward Pobal said it's pretty straight from uh from the Brown Act. But um but it doesn't mean that we couldn't enhance it if we wanted to. Sure. Um you know, the question is is does it need to be? Um I, I need to I need to think on this on this on this particular subsection okay a little more the point here on one two and three is that there are very narrow conditions under which a body can just take something up that wasn't on a posted agenda and they I, should be narrow and this is generally the the framework that you can't I, I, just decide today's tuesday and because there's something happening in the world that we're going to just throw something on the agenda to, to I, condemn I, I, Theoretically and conceptually, I get that. I'm just, I want to just research a little bit if if there is some some issues that are currently or had been currently happening that um, that uh, this did not um, solve. Okay, this that's fine. Not resolved. That's all. I suspect that the city attorney would tell us that we could not create uh, other conditions beyond what's in brown that we can clarify but that we can't really create a, a new thing that you know on alternate tuesdays that blah 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 then they can just pull something out of the air well i mean the the, the, the ordinance like if we just like the one ex quick example is you know 6721a it, it focuses on custodians being actual people when the CPRA, it only specifies the agency, it doesn't talk about people or custodian, you know. Right, but this, but this is in a meeting context and not a records context. But okay, I, get I get that. it, I get it, I get it. If you got a, okay. you got a, a, a good idea. Um, you know, okay, that's uh, what I'm saying. I, okay. I need more time on this section. That's, that's fine, that's fine. Um, I'm going to make a recommendation for F that we seek explicit guidance from the mayor's office and disability on preferred language. I mean, if you, if either of you have specific thoughts on this, but I'm, I, I have do. concerns. 
you do. I, let's let's do. Hear your One, and it's not about it's not about what should be provided. Mm-hmm. It is the first um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words. Okay. Mm-hmm. Each board and commission enumerated in the charter. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have been told that we have to follow certain, you know, various things because art because the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force in words alone um has you know has been named in the charter. Mm-hmm. But we are are not enumerated as a board or commission, which is a different status. And I'm, I get concerned about that. So if we want, if you really want to make us an accessible city, then it would be all meeting bodies or all policy bodies or, you know, the, whatever the charter says that encompasses all all the meeting bodies can we just change it to all policy bodies shall ensure well the the i think you know we we've had questions about what is a policy body member wolf yeah okay i would suggest in in this area the easiest fix is probably just each policy body like in g the the way i've always parsed f Mm -hmm. is that there's a requirement about agendas and making them accessible in certain ways. So it's a agenda accessibility, certain ways to certain people upon request. And then the question is, who does that apply to? And it currently applies to charter boards and commissions. And just as elsewhere in the ordinance, some things apply to charter boards and commissions. Some apply to all policy bodies. Some only apply to passive meeting bodies. If the best answer is that policy bodies are the right place to apply it to. Each policy body shall ensure the agenda. And we may find out from the mayor's office on disability that, in fact, despite this language, that the city is obligated to do this for each policy body and maybe even for advisory bodies upon request due to ADA and other requirements that aren't completely countenanced here. The, I mean, exactly. the, the fact is, if someone calls and says, I'm really interested in that item, I can't see, can I get a copy of it in Braille? I suspect the city would find a way to make that happen, despite whatever it says here. So the question is, what's the, what makes sense for the requirement and how is it best to word it? And yes, the, I agree with you that asking MOD is probably the best course. And then let's yeah. see what they say. And if they say, yep, there you go, then Let's just see what yeah. they say. And I, I think they'd yeah. be happy to work with us on that. My my issue is because the entire this entire section speaks about policy bodies. This is the the only subsection that does not. And it, and there was a reason for that at the time. And what was the reason? That at the time it was believed that the cost and availability of these accommodations was was unknown was unknown and right. that it was unreasonable to require that of other than charter bodies that actually make decisions that ordinance created bodies that are of a lower level that got it that it was a okay. question of cost and and bubble and, and now it's it's no longer uh, it's it's that the, the, 
that in practice, very few people ask. And if they did, we would say, yeah, we're yeah. happy to help, yeah. right? I mean, there are other requirements that we'll see later in here about 48 hours notice on interpreters and translators and da da da. Uh, you know, yeah, there, there are a lot of puts and takes here. I would I would be open to change, you know, uh, changing board and commission to each policy body. Okay, let's do that for now. As far as the other specific uh, terms and requested assistance in here, let's unless you two feel as though you do know specifics, I would rather just put a big yeah. comment on this to seek explicit guidance from the mayor's office and disability. Agreed. Right. And okay. they may they may say you can streamline this and say accommodate we will accommodate those requests as best we can under the circumstances so if someone says i need blah 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 they the city agency may say yep we can do that or how about this instead and they'll work with the person whatever let's see what mod says okay moving on to g um i other than the formatting's a little weird but yes. i don't know if that's you know Actually, maybe that's just the way I copied it. What I had here is that shall is in here twice. So I wanted to strike the second shall after special meetings. Um, replace the word notice at the end with statement. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh... Each policy body shall ensure that notices and agendas for regular and special meetings include. include following okay. the hold on you know what if, if you could just 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 read it and tell me where you're changing okay. because for me to find a random That's word that you've made a note on is difficult okay each policy body shall ensure that notices and agendas for regular and special meetings include the following statement yeah oh instead of notice yeah okay right and strike the second shall yep Got it. And now I realize why I couldn't find it. It's because I was looking at everything below. Know your rights. Okay. Yeah, and it. then for the for the statement itself, I had that slightly reworded, starting in the no. It's only the second sentence that I reworded. So I had it as elected officials, departments. Let me read it the first time, and then yeah, mm -hmm. elected officials, departments, boards, commissions and other public bodies of the city and county exist to conduct the people's business. I thought yeah. that read better than the, we don't really have councils in the same way and other agencies just seems obscure. I, I was trying to have it be more, a little more vibrant. Okay, do you wanna read that again? Sure. Okay. Elected officials, departments, boards, commissions, and other public bodies of the city and county. I'd like to throw in agencies between departments and boards. Fine. Okay. Part of me would want to alphabetize that, but I, I no, can live. No, we're not gonna do that. I, 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 I can live with it. The, this not this wasn't perfect to begin with. It's mm -hmm. not going to be perfect now. The idea is that we make a bold statement in every agenda that says that we're about being public. Mm -hmm. That's important. That's not required in Brown. That's a local thing. That's a good thing. 
Yep. That's worth spending, you know, two paragraphs in the boilerplate of each agenda. Uh, Madam Chair, there's a note in the chat from Mr. Uh, Severinov. Uh, I cannot see the chat, so you'll have to tell me that is it is it that says, he has arrived? Yes, says please let me know if my case will be heard today. Yes, Mr. Sveranov, your case will be heard today. Um, because we knew you were delayed, we are taking things out of order. Uh, we are currently on item number 11, and uh, I would like to hang on one second. You can come to him next. You will, you will be after this item, and I just want to... Um, I'd like to also do um, 6771, just because that's a short one. Yep. Um, and then get to Mr. Uh, Spiranoff's item. So, um, finishing up on G. So, I wonder, considering that in recent years, you know, we've been dealing with a lot more uh, issues around um, uh, public testimony, you know, with um, very adverse language and and activity around that, whether a uh, decorum statement might also be part of this um, you know, this uh, format. And if not, if you think if it's too imposing, then then that's fine. M Member Wolf, could you yeah. think about maybe putting that in 67.13 or 15? 15 seems to me like a better place. Let's see. 13 or 15. Yeah. I, I like that. If you could save that for them, I think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm just thinking, though, because this is. It may okay. get moved back right. here, but then let's I see you refer back there first. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. Anything else on okay. G? I'm not hearing anything. How about H? H, I just have a couple of things. Each agenda of a policy body, I would strike the words covered by this sunshine ordinance. Yeah. Um, and before phone number, I think I would. And can we just do each policy body agenda just for? Mm. Throughout, it refers to a policy body because then they're going to say, well, did you create a new idea of a policy body agenda as opposed to just, agenda of a policy? Body? It's I'm telling you. Easier, okay. Know, modifiers. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> semantical. There are people, uh, there are people out there anyway, and phone number. I would change that to telephone number. I think phone is a little too. Colloquial. I think it will be funny in future. Do we years. really need fax numbers? That, that was relevant at the time. And I'm it, taking out yes. the hyphen and email address. Feel free. 
Yeah, I think you're going to need to leave fax numbers. Okay. For the moment. Yeah. Okay. That'll be for the edits in 25 years. Okay. Yeah. Are we, we've gone through 67.7 A through H. Right. May I, we take public comment on this? Um, when, when I have one more comment on H. We have had some complaints just in general uh, public testimony that the area code and phone number um, of some policy bodies because of the now electronic high technology around voice over the internet may not have a local area code. And that like when people call in like for for WebEx or, or other other agencies use different platforms than WebEx, mm -hmm. but that if you, the call in numbers are out of out of state, mm -hmm. essentially. So is that a problem? It's a potential problem. Bruce? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Member yeah. Wolf. Can I suggest yeah. that that's also a 67.13 or 67.15 issue? Because that's actually okay. a, a real, not just a theoretical, but it's a real barrier to attendance and participation and that we put something about it there. Okay, okay. we can do that. But it, we have to remind ourselves that, that it's got to be all encompassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. Because, you know, you read these laws in sequence from the top to bottom, right? A lot of people do that. So you say it in, in, in at the top, you say area code, but down below, then you say, you know, has to be a local number. Well, then does the previous one have to be a local number? So I, it, all I'm a, saying is- It's a barrier we, we should- uh, People think that way. Yeah. Okay, we can do that later. Yes. You you wanted to get to 67.7-1? I want to take public comment on this first. Okay. I, I have a thought on that after that would involve moving part of dash one to a new That's fine, because we're not, we're, this, That's is, fine. this is just for let's discussion. Let's hear from former Chair Washburn. I'd love that. Okay. Um, so we'd like to take public comment on the discussion we've just had on sections 67.7 A through H of the Sunshine Ordinance. Um, we have someone in the room who would like to make public comment. I also want to open this up to anyone on the WebEx platform who would like to make public comment uh, and anyone who's on the phone. If you're on the WebEx platform, please raise your hand. If you're on the phone, please press star three to join the queue. Um, we're gonna start with uh, uh, guests in the room and out and send um, our section 67.7 you know one or two pages to this committee for reference, I'll just pull it out of our whole document. There's some wording suggestions that might be considered along with those that have already been made. I don't wanna to speak to them now because I'm gonna to move to the more substantive items. Um, one um, is in section E, 
these occasions where items not on the posted agenda are taken up and one has to do with um, if two meetings are close together and an item on the first meeting was not uh, was continued to the second meeting, then there should be um, uh, in addition to that agenda, um, a reference that it was taken up at the following meeting. I have the wording here, but it's just a housekeeping thing, but it's important, I think. Uh, we have some suggested um, language for F, um, but we've added I to this. So we've added another another subsection. And this addresses the issue of members of the public submitting statements or comments That's what I regarding an item on the meeting agenda. Um, so I have the exact wording and you'll have that when I send this um, section to you. But um, it has guidelines for um, when they can be posted and included and um, with and urging the policy body to review them beforehand, uh, include them in the discussion of the item when it comes up as part of the, part of the agenda. So I will send this all of this to you. Um, you have 30 more seconds. Oh, okay. Um, boy, I was trying to be concise and I guess I was, um, I I've been listening and taking notes on what we've been saying. I, the idea that about, um, um, member Pilpel's, uh, suggestion about three, five, seven, that rubric for, um, um, timing of posting the, of the agenda. I think that's an intriguing idea to me. It might help solve some problems or make things worse. I don't know, but I've made a note of it. I think it, I'd like to revisit it, but that's it. Thank you. Um, these are very helpful comments and we look forward to seeing, um, uh, the email that you send with more detailed comments. Thank you. Uh, members, are we ready to, we're, uh, as I said, we're going to do one more. Yes. Uh, member Peterson, <laughs> excuse me, Ms. <laughs> Ms. Peterson. Yeah. Julia, there are no callers in the queue requesting, um, to speak. Thank you. Thank actually. Thank you for doing that. Uh, so we are going to look at 1 more section before we move on, uh, uh, to our hearing for item number 7, I believe it was. Um, so we're just going to do a review of section 67.7-1 on public notice requirements, uh, beginning with uh, section A. So I have a slightly radical um, thought on this entire section. Um, I recall part of why this came about. It was relevant at the time or it seemed relevant. I don't think it's relevant now. I think there are other laws in the city that cover this sort of thing. I am not particularly crazy about A and B. I don't think they relate directly or pertain directly to public meetings. I think they're more about projects like 
uh, frankly, homeless shelters or things like that that people may or may not want in their neighborhood. I think it's more about land use and Section 311 notices, planning department, things like that. Um, so I would respectfully request that we lose um, subsections A and B, and I actually moved as um, former Chair Washburn suggested the substance of uh, C up to 67.7 I. And so I'll just read that quickly and then we can do a second pass on it. So what I had for 67.7 I, and I'm certainly open to former, chair's wash, former Chair Washburn's um, other thoughts on this because I think she had some more language that I hadn't um, fully contemplated, but I'm open to that. Something like each agenda of a meeting of a policy body shall state that persons who are unable to attend the meeting may submit to the policy body, comma, by the time the meeting begins, written comments regarding any item on the agenda, comma, that these comments will be made a part of the official public record, comma, and that the comments will be brought to the attention of the members of the policy body, period. The statement shall include the name and address area code and telephone number, fax number, and email address of the person to whom such comments should be submitted, period. Uh, I'm, and again, I'm open to language about a deadline, and maybe, uh, as we talked a, a moment ago, 67.15 about public comment could refer back to this and say that any public comment submitted pursuant to 67.7i shall be referenced in the meeting, shall be included in a correspondence log, shall be somethinged so that they just don't disappear into the thin air. But yes, I, I feel this is important um, and shouldn't just be buried in 67.7-1 where it seems obscure, but it should be brought up here to where it should be. So yes, brilliant minds, rock and roll. Okay, do you I'm, want me to reread this? I or? do want you to reread it, but I would like to get comments from Member Wolf first. Sure. Member Wolf? Okay, so yes, yeah, so yeah, uh, I, you know, I hear you saying, um, I, I'm concerned that, that um, those agencies which have uh, that that the the promise of what 67.7 IA and B provide the public will not be carried out uh, by those other agencies that member Pilpel is depicting uh, for what the these the purpose for these two if other departments have to abide by uh, requirements that are located elsewhere outside of their the confines of their governing um, legislation or governing law or code they will take it far more seriously um, because they can't they can't go and change that it's they you know it's much harder for them to do that i think this this was put there 
So as protection from other agencies just running afoul in, in any era uh, to be able to go ahead and change that. Because I think in, in the reality is for the purposes of what A and B are trying to do, that those entities or people that are concerned about that would love it if no notice uh, had to be given. Or, and if they could convince the department that they work with uh, to have it, you know, changed, you know, uh, by ordinance, change the way things uh, are. I, I'm, I would like that to stay there because this is not necessarily, a, you're right, it's not necessarily about a public meeting, but it is about a public notice. And there should be some requirements about, you know, how the the peop, how the, the city does its business uh, publicly. And even though it's not necessarily a public meeting, um, the um, uh, uh, it 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 takes a while to leave it. There, I haven't heard of any complaints about it. Uh, I think people enjoy that when those signs go up on sawhorses on their block three days in advance, that it's helpful for them and that uh, it, it's protected under the Sunshine Ordinance and not different for, you know, Department of Building Inspection versus the PUC versus uh, the, you know, uh, DPW, you know, versus every department has its own set of rules around posting. So I say leave that. I say leave it. Um, Member Wolf? For CE, yes. Yes. Member Wolf, so I, I don't know that we need to resolve this one tonight, but I would just ask you to think some more about A and B and how that plays out, I would suggest that notices of construction and no parking signs and all that aren't really what this is about. This is like uh, putting up a notice at the old McDonald's at 730 Stanion and saying the city is considering nuking the McDonald's and building an affordable housing uh, thing here you might want to know about that. And by the way, the person to contact is so-and-so. Um, I'm not opposed to that kind of a notice, and I think it should be highly informative and specific and all that. I just don't see that that requirement is about public meetings and that this is the place to put it. That's about public notice for public projects. And I don't know what those departments are guided by now, it, this just seems like an awkward place to put it. And there's some other things that we will find towards the end of the ordinance about advertising agreements and this is and that's and all kinds of things because people had um, interesting ideas in the late 90s about problems that were happening in the city. And the general response was, if we're going to amend the ordinance, let's just toss it all in. And so that's why we've got a bunch of kind of odd pieces that are in the ordinance that aren't directly about 
meetings or records. And I'm I not get saying that. that they're not good ideas. Some of them are really good ideas. I just would like this to be that this section, I think, should sort of be about meetings and the other section should be about records. And then we should have a section about enforcement and that kind of thing. That's yeah, all. I get I get that. But because now it is in the ordinance, we have jurisdiction over it. And if we're going to give it up, we I think it's in our best interest and in the public's interest, which we serve, we put give great weight to um, that it have equal some sort of equal protection uh, as as it does now in the ordinance. I mean, I've had to address this uh, several times in my neighborhood and I've I've asked them, you know, like, what is the requirement? And they'll say, well, the sunshine ordinance requires us to do this and do that. Oh, wow. OK, that's very cool. OK, well, the, the problem is, is that I'm concerned that if it goes into some one of the other codes, every single department is going to want it differently. It's not going to be uniform. Then maybe we should ask, and now is not the right time, but maybe some we should ask or somebody should ask various city departments over the last 20 or 25 years, how many notices have been mailed, posted, or published by that city department, board, agency, or commission that they believe fell under uh, section 67.7-1. I would love to know if the answer is we do hundreds of them every week. I'd love to see some examples. And if they say we've never done one, that would be nice to know. And the answer may be that it's greater than zero and less than a hundred. Great. Let's see some examples. I have no idea how this is, if this is being complied with, if anyone sees this, if this is duplicative of other things that they're already doing. I don't know. It just seems like an odd thing to be here. And okay. I, I'm not against the concept. Not. Mm -hmm. Seems okay. like a weird place for it. And I can tell you another time who inspired this and how that came to be, but whatever. Yeah. And it, and as far as um, C is concerned, you know, there's a there's a conflict here within the, the ordinance with this particular uh, subsection. Uh, because there, there's other places in the ordinance about submitting public comment with a certain number of words. And we've had a lot of discussion and acrimony with the public and with city staff on where that should be placed in the public record. Member Wolf? Yeah. Again, if I might, I think you're conflating two things. This talks about public comment that's submitted prior to a meeting in writing addressed to the policy body saying, you know, dear MTA board, you know, re item 13A, that's a great idea, I support it, or that's the worst idea in the world, go get stuffed, right? And putting that in writing before a meeting as opposed to providing 125 or 150 whatever word statement to go along with public comment that you give during a meeting to okay. different things. Okay. Both important, both important, but different things. Okay. The, then the, then for this, for the same concern for that, uh, is the placement of the comment in the public record and what is the public record? 
at that point? Is it the minutes, the agenda? Well, is and it that's just a statement in somebody's drawer that's and available that, to the public. Sorry, and Member Wolf, that's why I suggested that when we get to sixty-seven point fifteen or or thirteen, that somewhere there we make reference back to this and say either the minutes shall refer to it or the correspondence log shall refer to it. That that it doesn't just that you don't just send a. a a comment in advance to a policy body and it gets lost, but that it in fact gets captured, gets exposure, gets uh, in the, the public realm, that it's on the record, that it's included, that it's captured well, somewhere, that it doesn't get lost. I agree with you. I'm not sure that this is the place for it. I think it's better there because it's part of public comment or testimony that's received. But I agree with you that it shouldn't be lost. Okay. No, I get it. We'll I, figure it, out how. We'll figure out the best way how. But yes, that should happen. Well, what we what the 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 exact uh, uh, sentiment is is that whether it's this section that whatever submitted from here or submitted, you know, as as the post uh, meeting, as far as uh, uh, the number of word or whatever it is, one hundred twenty five word, whatever that it should be placed in the section of that item on the agenda in the minutes, okay? Because what the acrimony is, is that many bodies stuff it in an appendix and there's no reference to it of where, where it, it, it's applicable uh, somewhere else. Member Wolf, I have a thought on this, both for the ones submitted before and the ones submitted after. If it was submitted before, would it make sense to include it in the attachments with that item? And if so, if that makes sense, would it make sense for minutes to have attachments? And I'm only no. thinking of, no, but here's the thing. What if there are well, I guess you're saying, so if a hundred people submit written statements, they would need to be placed in line in the minutes, even though we don't give that much space in the minutes to people who speak in person. Well, we, um, that's right. We paraphrase so for we people. Are, we paraphrase for people who speak in person, but you're saying for people who submit a written copy, they get more space in the minutes than people who just speak in person. Well, that's why people who speak in person have the opportunity to send in a written statement afterwards of a certain length. It still gets put, it still needs to be placed in that in line, the minutes, in, in line, line in yes. the minutes, in the, in the minutes of that item that it refers to so that anybody, any ordinary person reading the minutes can get the gist of what happened at that meeting, including the public comment that was made uh, at that time. And you have to look at this also from a disability perspective because people um, who use assistive technology, the technology will just read whatever's on the page. It can't discern whether something that is put in an appendix applies to something before. It, it it is a, a a huge mental chore to be able to keep track like that if you can't see something on on the page. Yeah, the irony is, I feel like we're deprecating the value of public comments made in person. Well, but they're recorded now. 
Well, so you have you have that as a record. So, so that we get out of here tonight, let me just suggest that this cuts in different ways, and it is, it's, it's very easy to have four page minutes of a meeting that lasts twenty minutes, or four page minutes for a meeting that lasts for. Hours. It's also extremely possible, whether it's this scheme or some other scheme, to say, well, we got 2,759 form letters, and because the ordinance requires it, we're going to attach each of those letters, perhaps redacted, perhaps not, I don't know, to the minutes. And so for a meeting, it may have a huge pile of minutes that four pages of which captures what actually happened during the meeting and 3,700 pages includes a form letter of whatever. I think a middle ground might be to include in the minutes where a form letter was received or other documents were received pursuant to 67.7i that the minutes shall so indicate uh, like, you know, the total number of comments received in advance of the meeting, in addition to the summary of comments made during the meeting. So you can say in advance of the meeting, the, the Board of Commission received 3,700 uh, unique uh, emails or petitions or form letters or whatever, period. And if someone wants it, they can sunshine it, but otherwise the minutes do record that there was that amount of public comment received. Because at least there's something there's a there's a kernel of something there without make because otherwise you can literally hire an army of people just to do minutes for each of these meetings and and I think you're aware that whether it's the MTA board or the board of supers or the planning commission that they get massive amounts of stuff some of which is on point and useful and much of which is just form letters so you want to hire an army of people just to catalog all that stuff yeah I but I would not I. You, it, I'm sorry. I, you know, part of what you're saying is just quantitative, and the other part is, is very subjective. And right. I'm, and I'm Well, I'm. I don't agree with that. Well, I and, don't know what the answer is, but there's. Well, the answer is is to give it all, and and you can you can truncate some things by saying, well, we received, you know, thirty five hundred. Uh, form letters that all say the same thing. You you only put one form letter in, and then the list of you know a list of people who who uh, who sent it in. You could fit all that of that list, on on a couple on a couple of pages. And if that list is literally thirty seven hundred people, some of whom use real names and some of you whom use email addresses and whatnot, you really want to spend somebody's time to catalog that and not just say the X number of no, to indications a, were received to a, to a decision maker, the number of people that show up to speak on an item is important. And right. we have a prop. We have a problem now because we don't have remote public comment anymore. Agreed. And people can people cannot come to meetings during the day because they're back at work. You have people who are seniors and people, you know, this is all that public comment that happened around it, right? So I understand that. 
listen. Okay, I, I want to, you know what, you guys are going back and forth. You're having a private discussion <laughs> in a public meeting, oh. and I feel like we need to, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're, you are it's discussing debate. an important issue. It's debate, but you're kind of going back and forth, and I don't see anybody moving. So I'd like to move this discussion I, I think forward. there are different ways to look at this, and we yeah. should continue to explore it. Yeah. Yes. So what I'm getting on this section is that we do not have consensus on any of this because member Pilpel wants to cut A and B, member Wolf wants to keep A and B, member Pilpel wants to rewrite C, member uh, uh, Wolf wants to rewrite it in a completely different way. I think we need to come back to this section. I suspect the chair wash. I know we're going to take public comment on it. Um, so. <laughs> We're going to open up for public comment on section 67.7-1. We have someone in the room who would like to make public comment. I want to invite anyone who's on WebEx who would like to make public comment on 67.7-1. If you're on WebEx, raise your hand. If you're on the phone, please press star three. Uh, um, I think, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say member. <laughs> Ms. Peterson, is there anyone else? Uh, in line, or I think we'll hear from uh, Ms. Washburn first, but uh, after she finishes, uh, we will take public comment from anyone else um, who is waiting. There are no callers waiting. Okay. Uh, Ms. Washburn, when Ms. Leger lets you know that she's ready with the timer, we invite you to speak. Ready, ma'am? Yes. Okay. I'm Allison Washburn, former member and chair of the task force, former member of this committee. Um, so I'm looking at this draft of the amendments that we've been working on for low these many years. Um, and the consensus of our group was to keep this section. We had one small edit and B, the notice shall inform the residents. This uh, edit is one we've made throughout the ordinance shall means mandatory. So you'll see that throughout our versions. But I hadn't really thought about this much until tonight. And this is my so this is my personal feeling. There may be a way to fold this into 677, but if that happens, there needs to be, in my opinion, a clear distinction about this special case because it's a, it's it's different from our regular agenda for a scheduled meeting but the principle is still the same you want the public to have an opportunity to comment on something and i know from my personal experience of living in my particular neighborhood for about 25 years where there's a lot of stuff going on i'm on bay and hyde so there's always something happening there and there are notices posted on polls, and I get them in the mail, and um, I can see for some of them a meeting that is announced that I could go to. So I think it, we could have language making it clear in that we're the, the public notices we're talking about are specifically about some activity that a policy body will be having agendized, you know, not just any old thing happening that's there's, you know, a pub, I mean, pub, 
other public notices could have information from members of the public, but there's a special case. Well, there will be a meeting that you could go to, but maybe you can't go to it, but you want to participate by submitting your comments. And then um, I, that the way we've, um, the language in there is it talks about submitting comments before the meeting and then even submitting comments afterwards, you know, 10, up to 10 days afterwards, they're treated somewhat differently. Um, specifically, the decisions would not be affected by them necessarily unless the item was continued or whatever. So I'll I'll send that little section. It's just the one word, but I, I think this I think we could work something out. There's yeah. some thinking here. Yeah, no, this is good. Thank you. We appreciate your comments and we appreciate you being here. And I kind of love that they brought up something that uh, made you think about it in a new way too, because it, it just shows that there's a, there's a lot to consider, a lot to consider here. Absolutely. Now yeah. I'm going to go watch the recording of the Warriors game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Washburn. Uh, Ms. Peterson, is there anyone else who in the past few minutes has asked to make public comment on this item? There are not. Okay, here's what I would like to do. Um, I would like to take a, uh, it is 8.53. I want to say take a five minute break uh, and then go on to um, item number seven. And actually before we go to item number seven, I think it would be a good idea to make sure that we have our participants here um, so that they can take a break as as well. Uh, but let's, um, Sorry, now I have to find my agenda again. Mr. Svaranov and the police department. That's thank you. Uh, I know Mr. Svaranov sent a note on WebEx. Uh, Mr. Svaranov, can you uh, verify that you are still here? Mr. Svaranov is not in the queue. Um, okay. He, he was in the queue and he has left. Okay. Uh, we did we tell him that police? we would, sorry. Do we want to check with the police department to let them know? Yes, let's check with the police department. Uh, is there someone from the police department here for item number seven? And was it communicated to Mr. Sparanov? I assume that since he wrote us a message that he was listening to the audio and heard us say that we would be taking his item next, did anyone respond to him with a text message? I, I didn't see anything. Okay. Pardon me through the chair. Yes, this is Stephanie Cabrera. I am seeing Sergey Servanov on the line. They are just okay. muted. Thank you. Thank you very much. Could you unmute him so we can verify that he is there? Yes, I'm attempting to, and I'm not able to. Um, Patricia, can you try? I'm sorry, Ms. Peterson, may you please try um, unmuting the participants? One moment, please. I'm not certain if I'm listed as a co host. You are. Okay. I didn't realize how popular we are. Do we have the entire clerk's office? Never mind. Great to have all the support we have here. Thank you. Ms. Cabrera, can you please confirm? I see Carol Ruart. I see a call-in user number two anonymous. Um, timing that I have is 816, joining the meeting 8, 
830, possibly 829, leaving the meeting. Can you confirm, please? I am now confirming, yes. So he has dropped off. I have Carol Ruart and caller user to anonymous. Thank you. Uh, could we find out who those two people are and what they are here for? Yes, one moment, please. Thank you. Call in user number two, anonymous. Um, would you mind sharing um, who you are with us, please, and which item you are calling about? Call in user number two, are you still with us? Can you please um, tell them which buttons to push? Yeah. Please press star three to unmute yourself. Or to raise your hand and then you'll be unmuted, I believe. Through the chair, I am showing that calling user two is unmuted. Call-in user number two, can you tell us what item you are here for? Call-in user number two, we will return to you. If you would like to speak, please raise your hand by pressing star three. Carol Ruart. Um, you are unmuted. Are you still with us? And would you like to speak? And on which matter, please? I'm still with us. I would not like to speak. I'm not here for any particular matter. Thank you. Um, Madam Chair? Yes. And I assume we still don't have Michael Turon or the assessor recorder's office. Since it looks like those the are the assessor recorder is here. Derek I'm, I'm, has I'm still here. here. Okay. Yeah. You're still alive. Still here. Oh. Yep. Still here. Thank you for sticking with us. We appreciate it. All right. Of um, course. Okay. Uh, you know what I would like to do. Um, I wanted to take a 5 minute break. Uh, cause there's, uh, um, should we take a 5 minute break now? See if Mr. Zmarinoff is here when we come back. If he is not, I'd like to take, uh, go over the minutes, uh, that we. Moved around, we would go come back to items number 4 and 5. Uh, yeah, and I, then hopefully Mr. Zmarinoff will return because I know he wanted to have this hearing. Right, that's either a, a go or a no go. I think we still have four, five, seven, eight, twelve, and thirteen. Correct. I think if we take a five-minute break, unless these two appear, I think we're going to be done very shortly. I, I don't think that's going to take a whole lot of time. Yeah, so, I don't yeah. think so either. So um, I'm happy to take a brief break. Whatever. Okay, if we could take a five-minute break, uh, let's come back at nine o five. And if we could just keep an eye out for uh, people joining the call, I, I wonder if uh, Mr. Smirnoff inadvertently dropped off and maybe doesn't know that he's not on the call. 905? Yes. But we also don't have the police department. Oh, we also don't have the police department. <laughs> I think we're going to wrap up pretty quick. Okay. Uh, 
Although if Mr. Zvernoff is here, I would like to communicate with him and give him a chance to talk in case he has any updates for us. Uh, Ms. Lachey, could you turn off the microphones while we have our break? Thank you.
Oh, the microphone's back on. Great. Mr. Jay, uh, since we took a break, if you could please call the roll again to make sure that uh, or to note who has returned. Member Wolf. Present. Member Wolf present. Member Pilpel. Right here. Present. Member Pilpel present. Chair LaHood. Present. Chair LaHood present. We have a quorum. Thank you. Uh, and to clarify, at this point, it seems that we still do not have Mr. Svarinoff and we still do not have anyone from the police department. What we're going to do is return back to item number eight, uh, which we had tabled. Uh, Mr. Jay, if you could please read this item again. Hang on a second. Excuse me. Item number eight, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, item number eight, file number 23030, complaint filed by Michael Turon against the Assessor Recorder's Office for allegedly violating Administrative Code Section 6725 by failing to respond to an immediate disclosure request in a timely and a complete manner. 6726 by failing to keep withholding to a minimum. California Public Records Act Code 6253B as in boy by failing to provide exact copies of record. California Public Records Act 6253.9 by failing to provide the electronic format in which you hold the information. California Public Records Act 6254.5 by withholding exemptions already waived by providing the records to the public uh, before this request. Okay, and just to confirm, we had tabled this item because the petitioner was not here. Although we do have a representative from the assessor recorder's office, and we do appreciate you waiting with us. This is final call at this point. Have we identified anyone either on WebEx or on the line who could be Michael Turon? We have no one who has joined the phone queue. Okay, uh, Ms. Leger, as we previously discussed, it seems from uh, communication that we've gotten that Mr. Turon. Yes, Ms. Peter. May I interrupt, please? Yes. Um, Call in user number two, anonymous. Um, you raised your hand for a moment. Do you want to speak? Please raise your hand again. If you are in the app, click the raise your hand button. One moment, please. Call in user number two. You are unmuted. Could you identify yourself, please, and which item you would like to speak on? This is Spiranoff. Hello, can you hear me? Is this Mr. Spiranoff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We are glad to have you here. Thank you. Uh, we we thought we had lost you. If you can hang on one moment. We are uh, dis dispensing with one item that we had tabled. We will come back to you in, I think, two minutes, but please uh, just hold and we will get back to you. Okay, okay, thanks. Thank you. Okay. You are being muted. Okay, so Ms., uh, Mr. Turon is not here. It is our understanding that he intended to attend this meeting. We did not have any indication otherwise. This is the first time uh, that he has, uh, this is the first time this item was on an agenda for the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force. Um, it is our standard practice to contact uh, the petitioner and attempt to reschedule the meeting. Ms. Leger, is there anything uh, else we need to do on that front? Uh, I mean, I will I will make a motion that we 
uh, uh, move this uh, file number 23030 to a future compliance and amendments committee uh, meeting agenda. <clears throat> are, you and, are you suggesting December? I, I, if we uh, pending Mr. Turan's availability. Uh, Member Pilpel. Just a question. When I was uh, asked to chair EOT last time, we had a similar thing. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. it couldn't be heard, and we were asked to just continue it to the call of the chair because it could get reassigned to another committee. Oh, that, that's a good point. So, okay. So maybe so we should not have a motion on this. Well, no, no. Oh. I think we can do a motion, but maybe it's to continue to the call of the chair, and it may get reassigned. So it may or may not end up with us in December. It could get it be a complaint in November or whatever the heck. Okay, does my that, motion. Does that work? I'm going to reword my motion. My motion is to postpone hearing file number 23030 to the call of the chair. Cheryl, does that work and make sense? Okay. Seconded. Seconded by member Wolf. <coughs> Good. Everyone move for public comment. Uh, yes, let's take public comment on this motion. Uh, we don't have anyone in the room. If there's anyone on WebEx, would like to make public comment on this motion, please raise your hand. If there's anyone on the phone who would like to make public comment on this motion to continue this item to the call of the chair, press star three. Chair LaHood, there are no callers in the queue with their hands raised. Okay. Uh, Ms. Leger, please call the vote. Chair LaHood? Aye. Chair LaHood, aye. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Three in favor. The motion is affirmed. And thank you, Derek, for hanging out. Yes. Uh, thank you um, uh, to the representative from the Assessor Recorder's Office. We appreciate you being here um, and staying with us. Of course, um, you all have a nice evening. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye Okay. Um, now we would like to return to item number seven. Uh, Ms. Leger, if you could please um, call ag item, uh, agenda item number seven. Item number seven, file number 22020, complaint filed by Sergei Zverinov against the police department for allegedly violating administrative code section 6721C by failing to respond to a public records request in a timely or complete manner. On June 27, 2023, the Compliance and Amendments Committee moved to continue the matter to the next Compliance Amendments Committee hearing. Okay, thank you. Um, I know we have uh, Mr. Zvarinov on the line. Has anyone from the police department appeared? Chair LaHood, they have not. Okay. Uh, Mr. Zvarinov, um, I just, um, I, I know that we had continued this to get some, uh, uh, we were seeking additional advice on this and I, I do have some information, but I wanted to see if you have had any further communication with the police department since our last meeting and if they, happened uh, to provide any additional information or anything that you would like to share with us? Uh, excuse me, do we want to tell us? 
Uh, Mr. Svernoff, I, I think you are unmuted. Can you can you hear us? Can we make sure that Mr. Svernoff's yeah. line is unmuted? Hi. Yes, yes. Can you hear okay. me? Yes, now I can hear you. Uh, were you able to okay. hear my question? Yes, yes, I was. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I was able to. Yes. So um, I have uh, provided some uh, additional um, input into the. So can I speak? And how many minutes do I have? Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, we'll we'll give you five minutes, uh, Ms. Lajay, if, okay. if you want to set All the right. time. That, that, that's more than enough. So uh, I have um, some additional information for the committee. Um, uh, in uh, between uh, July 14th and July 18th, I received uh, 27 emails from SFPD department and. Um, uh, from SSPD, and it all appeared, and these are the emails that are included in the package on pages 121 to 147, from 121 to 147. And it appeared from those emails that they were mathematically generated uh, confirmations of uh, requests for incident reports. Okay, I did not make any of those requests. They have a separate procedure for making this uh, a request for incident reports. I didn't make those um, um, requests, uh, so it appears to me that somebody uh, on my behalf, or at, in my name, rather, not on my behalf, did it. And uh, uh, then um, in the last hearing of the uh, task force when the SSPD representative was available, uh, he said that I was the one who created uh, such records or such uh, requests for emails. Uh, well, I never did, but the point of the matter is that uh, those 27 emails contain uh, about 12 um, incident reports. Oh, Mr. Sparanoff, okay. you cut out again. Hello, can you hear us? The last thing I yes, heard was yes. they contain 12 incident reports. Could you continue from yes. there? Okay. Yes, they contain 12, incident, 12 numbers of incident reports. Mm -hmm. So the only conclusion that I can make that these are responsive records, which has never been, um, uh, uh, that has never been disclosed to me. Moreover, in my submission to this hearing today, I have included a memorandum from the police chief to the uh, department, it's called the bulletin, which plainly says that incident reports are public information subject to the disclosure under Sunshine Ordinance and Access to Information California Act. So these are the things that still have not been disclosed to me. And uh, moreover, what happened in uh, the emails, the emails came twice about each report. First was a report, uh, first was an email saying confirmation that a request has been created. The second uh, email said, and you can look them up in my uh, agenda package. The second email uh, said, uh, well, we need your ID, uh, and if you don't provide us the ID, we will not give you this report. So I didn't provide the ID because this is something that's not, um, that's illegal request under Sunshine Ordinance Act, and uh, uh, I never got those uh, incident reports. So these are the things that are still outstanding. Uh, apart from the fact that in the last uh, meeting, uh, the SSPD representative to me said that he never did an email search and he only asked, uh, called the North Station, 
North Police Station and said, do you have anything? And they said, no. So there was no formal search for records done. And it never has been done. And that still has to be done. So that's it. Okay. Well, Mr. Smirnoff, thank you for the, for this update. This is this is very interesting information. Unfortunately, we don't have a representative from the police department here because I I, I feel like based on what you've said, you know, we we would have some questions for them. Um, my actually members, what do you think? I mean, my I I, I appreciate that you know Mr. Sverinov, uh was traveling and uh, you know w which was part of the reason or uh, he. May, uh, went out of his way to be here this evening. We don't have a representative from the police department here to answer our questions. I would rather not make Mr. Zvernoff weak, but I don't know what else we can do if we don't, if we aren't able to get questions about this answered, especially, uh, you know, his concern that it sounds possible that someone in trying to generate documents for him submitted them in his name with his email address, but we. Uh, we we have no way of knowing. So how what what do you recommend doing? Do you do you have questions for Mr. Zverinov or suggestions about how we might proceed with this? Member Pilpel. I have a lot of questions in the world. I have no specific questions for Mr. Zverinov right now. I wanted to suggest uh, two possible courses of action. One is pretty standard and one is a bit unusual. The standard thing would be to just continue this to our next meeting, likely in December, re-request somebody from police. Um, I am, I, I, I'll just say on the record, I am displeased, but I am not entirely surprised. I, I, I think we need to, separate from this instant complaint, we need to develop a better relationship with Many city departments, including the police, right? This the, is the second department, right. the second item that the police department the, didn't show up for. Right. And the police department is not a small department. And maybe yeah. that's part of the problem is that they're big and they send different people for different things. I think we really need the chief or somebody in their chain of whateverness to identify a point person to deal with the task force on stuff. And if they're the right person on that thing, then they should be here. If they need a backup, they should have a backup. And if there's somebody else because it involves a different department, they can liaise with that. But I think it is problematic that a department as big and important as the police department doesn't have some, you know, due respect to the assessor recorder. If they can have somebody sit here for hours, the police department should be able to, you know, okay. yeah. anyway, that's on the. So that's the standard thing is to just continue it to the next meeting. The non-standard thing is to ask some combination of our team, since apparently now we've got four people <laughs> supporting us, uh, maybe Ms. Leger, maybe Ms. Peterson, maybe Ms. Cabrera, maybe Victor in his spare time, which doesn't really exist, um, could facilitate a conversation between Mr. Smirnoff and somebody from the police department. Um, and, and maybe they can sort out the who made this request in July that appears to be on behalf of, and why is he being asked to produce ID that it did? And can we just get him the stuff? We just that, want some questions yeah, answered. Or yeah. just get him the stuff. I don't even need the answers to the questions. If he can just get his stuff and be happy, then maybe that's the end of it. And if they can resolve that before the next meeting, then there's no need to have that meeting. If they don't resolve it, yes, maybe I think we have this Member Wolf is trying to okay. jump in and say something. Member Those are my thoughts. Yeah, so, you know, one thing is, is there was a huge change in the executive branch with regards to um, dealing with the Sunshine 
task force and that was the creation of all the public information officers being the gate more or less the gatekeepers right so lieutenant toomey i believe is that point person he's the one that's been showing up most often okay now whether he's a representative that actually has the information or not that's a different story but he's the one that's been uh representing and this is the fire kind of the firewall or the gatekeepers that uh the executive branch has set up uh so requesting the chief or anybody else to show has been fruitless for us in the past in the recent past i'll stop there i i don't care who i just want to see somebody or hear somebody somebody right that's all Yes, I mean, we, we have had other uh, representatives from the police department and I am. Um, her name Sergeant is escaping. Sergeant Winters. Sergeant Winters. Thank you. Who is uh, in media relations. She's, she's oh, and that's why the Cicero case was different. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so really we, we are Mr. looking. Toomey, we had uh, Ms. Brasidia Walton. Yes. So, and Lobsinger, he's another one. Who right. Again, I but I think right now. Somebody yes, Ms. Right, right now, uh, the my point person for the task force is Bill Okay, so, okay. So we need to find out what happened here. Yeah. Um, Mr. Sparanoff, I'm very sorry that it doesn't. I I I feel like we can't proceed with things today in an effective way, um, unless you know, members, unless okay. you. Uh, suggest that we try to send this back to the full task force, but I feel like it really needs to stick with us because I think there are questions that need to be answered um, uh, about about these uh, recent requests made on behalf of Mr. Uh, Zverinov. Um, yeah, and I, I'd really encourage you to take a look at my uh, my packet and the pages one twenty one to one forty seven. I included all those emails so you can read them yeah, for themselves. I, I saw that. That was yeah. Really helpful. Thank thank you for sending that information. It's very helpful. The more that you can you send us, uh, um, the the more we have to work with. Um, and yeah, I so we would like to help you get answers to these questions. Would you be available to attend our December meeting, which Ms. Leger, we're we're going to be doing on the nineteenth? Is that correct? Uh, yes, I will be available. Okay. Okay, I think at this point, I, we need to continue this to the 19th and Ms. Jay, we need to get certain confirmation from the police department that either, um, uh, uh, and I keep getting there, is it Lieutenant Toomey or Sergeant Toomey? Lieutenant Toomey? Appropriate rank Toomey. Yes, <laughs> that the appropriate representative that we have verbal confirmation that he will be attending that meeting because you know every time he doesn't show up or that we don't have an appropriate representative this just keeps pushing things out um and even though it's interesting that you know mr zvernoff received some additional communication it's also a little bit confusing what was sent to him and we need questions answered okay uh Mr. Uh, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a motion that we continue this item uh, to our uh, December CAC meeting, uh, Compliance and Amendments Committee meeting. 
and that we seek verbal confirmation from the appropriate police department representative that they will be in attendance at that meeting. Who's the second? Who would like to second? I'm happy to second. Can I just add a comment? Sure. Uh, I'm happy to hear that in December, and I think that that's either a long conversation in what was this and what happened and blah, 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 or it can be a short conversation if Mr. Saranoff and the police department facilitated by whoever can discuss between now and then and sort it out and make Mr. Saranoff happy. If he's happy, then it's, hey, I got the stuff and I'm happy and we're all done. I don't, as I say, I don't need to hear the details if they sort it out. If they don't sort it out, then I think we're gonna have a longer conversation about what went down. That's just my thinking. So are you suggesting that we also request an uh, interim response? If there's a way to have a facilitated conversation that solves it, fine. If they can't have a meeting of the minds, that's okay too. But I'm saying if somebody can try to facilitate a conversation, because there's already been a violation found and this is just follow-up, right? Confounds it. Anyway, if the clerk's office can figure out a way to make that happen, great. If they can't, then we'll hear it. I mean, or yeah. I would suggest me having this telephone conversation and then following up with an email. Fine. However, you need to do it. I, I don't. Okay. And then CCing like the committee. Yeah. I, I think that can be independent from the motion. That's I think fine. the yes. motion yes. stands and then. The motion stands. Yes. You're, yeah. You're correct. I'm just, it's just an alternate way along with the motion, not in conflict. Okay. We have a motion, we have a second. Uh, um, uh, Member Wolf, I, I wanna make sure that we're not cutting you off and forgive me, it's, I just, I have no visual cues uh, if, if, yeah. you're, if you're trying to say anything. Do you have anything you wanna add? Yeah, no problem. And you know, I'm, I'm not shy about, uh, you know, letting you know that I wanna speak. So not a problem. Uh, no, I have nothing else to add, uh, uh, proceed. Okay. Um, so we've made we uh, we've made a motion. Uh, we let's see if there's any public comment on that motion. Uh, if anyone on WebEx who's not party to the case uh, would like to make public comment on this motion, you can raise your hand in the application. If you're on the phone, you can press star three to request to be added to the queue. Ms. Peterson, do we see anyone? <laughs> One moment, please. Okay, thank you. I see no callers in the queue. Okay, we see no callers in the queue. Ms. Leger, uh, if you could please call the vote. Chair LaHood? Aye. Chair LaHood, aye. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Three in favor. Okay, the motion passes. Um, and Mr. Zvernoff, I, um, I, we are, I'm going to um, take uh, member Pilpel's suggestion and see if we can uh, get some uh, intermediate response from the police department to some of the questions you've asked about 
uh, where these incident, how these incident report requests were generated. Um, and we're, we're going to try to get a little more information for you in advance of the next meeting. Um, and then uh, it is my uh, sincere hope that we have a representative in attendance at that meeting so that we can ask direct questions in this public forum. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you so much for being here this evening. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, bye. Okay. Okay. Um, item number four. Yes, Ms. Leger, thank you. Please, item number four. Item number four, approval of the June 27, 2023 Compliance and Amendments Committee meeting minutes. Okay, great. Um, as with the items number two and three, Ms. Leger had made some uh, um, edits based on a request of these minutes. I went through and uh, also made some additional changes. Um, uh, actually, I'm going to ask Member Wolf first because, Member Wolf, did you have any uh, suggested edits to the June 27, 2023 minutes? Uh, I haven't fully uh, reviewed them, so nothing at this time. Okay. Uh, Member Pilpel. I started to and I I ran into a bit of a roadblock if you okay. can turn to page two of this item I'm not concerned about the formatting or the lack of the address okay but, but on the bottom of page two uh, can you explain to me what the motion was because this got me fairly confused and I'm usually good with Complicated. Uh, this moved by member Wong, seconded by member Wolf to find that the no. police. No, 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 the previous page. Sorry. Oh, oh, you mean the 1 that's numbered page 2. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Chair LaHood asked to continue approval of the February 2023 minutes with amendments suggested at the April 25, 2023 compliance and amendments committee meeting for approval. With the June 27, 2023 minutes from this meeting. Oh, my gosh. Something's wrong here. Okay. Uh huh. That, that all may be true. It just it gave me a bit of a headache, and there's probably a different way to express that, and I couldn't figure out how to do that. So, for all for that and what whatever other reasons, and, and I can explain in a moment on item five, I, and it's late. I I would be very okay, happy actually, to continue. Okay. Okay. Four. No. No. We just need a yeah. comma. I'll tell you. This is going to fix it. All right. Okay. Continue approval of the February 2023 minutes with amendments suggested at the April 25, 2023 Compliance Amendments Committee meeting for approval along with, I, I think we need along between for approval along with the June 27, 2023 minutes from this meeting comma at the August 22, 2023 compliance amendments committee meeting. So we had two sets of minutes. Mm -hmm. The I'm referring to the amendments that were suggested in April for the February minutes and we're continuing approval of the June minutes from this meeting, which is the minutes here to the next. I mean, we could say we could cut out August 22, 2023 and just make it the next compliance amendments committee meeting. Would that do simplify things for you? Probably, but then this whole graph should probably be moved above the action paragraph because it looks out of sequence. No, it's there's two actions. 
No, I think not. I think that was just you asked to continue it, and then there was an action to move to continue it because you laid out a plan. You know what it was? I think we had a previous, I think the first action should not be there. Okay. Um, because we. So what was I commenting on? Yeah. This is why. No, it should be moved up. You're, you're right. It should be. I'm not sure we can reconcile this tonight. Oh my God. I think we have to listen to the audio on this yeah. one. I did listen to the audio. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Was there, were there two two motions or two actions? There might have been two actions, but I think we only voted once. I, I don't really care. I think we should get it right, and I don't think we need to do this right now. And I'm and I'm pretty sure that there's a headache for many people involved. I would suggest that we put this off and take this up next time. I'm fine with that. That's going to be more of a headache for me. I'm tired of having multiple minutes on the agenda. Cause I, it, I agree with that, but I. Okay, then let's try to figure uh, it out. No, no, no. I mean, unless you want to wait for me to listen to the audio. I think I would, I would actually go back and listen to the audio in, in order to understand this. That's and the I only read. I'm sure I had some other stuff in here too. I, for all of those reasons, I, I think it is best to get caught up and stay caught up with the minutes. But in this case, uh, I, I just moved to continue this to the next meeting. Okay, that's fine. What's your pleasure, Madam Chair? That's fine. Okay. Do we have a second? Uh, to continue? Yeah, I'll second it. Okay, but let's be specific about this because part of the problem with these like uh, cycling minutes not getting approved is we don't actually know what we're referring to anymore. So, <laughs> Member Pilpel, could you be specific about, could you make a specific motion? Yes, I move to continue approval of the June 27, 2023 Compliance and Amendments Committee minutes to the next meeting of this committee. Okay, Member Wolf, do you second? I second. And, and I'll even raise you by saying if I have written edits, I will attempt to get them to Cheryl in advance so they can be incorporated in the next agenda packet. That would be even better. And somebody's gonna to listen to the tape or whatever. And never mind. All right. The motion is Bruce clear. Second it? Yep. Do we have public comment on this motion? Uh, we have no one in the room. Is there anyone on WebEx or on the phone who would like to make public comment on this motion? If you're on the phone and need to join the queue, press star three. If you're on the WebEx app, just raise your hand on the app. We have no one on the phone. Okay. Okay, let's take a vote. Thank you. Uh, Ms. Lachey, please call the vote. Member Pilpel? Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Trailer Hood? Aye. 
Chair LaHood, aye. All in favor? Is that it for that item? That is it for that item. Uh, please call item number five. <clears throat> item number five, approval of the August 22nd, 2022, 2023 Compliance and Amendments Committee meeting minutes. Okay, so <laughs> here's the problem. We actually, okay. So we had approved the June minutes with the suggested changes, but then I asked for them to be added to the agenda so that we could see the suggested changes. So we've essentially said we're, we're, we are, we have pulled back approval of the June minutes. All right. Which I guess is not a problem. I mean, that's, we can, we can do that. Okay. Oh, first of all, the dates are wrong. All right. So madam chair. Mm -hmm. Looking at item five, mm -hmm. page two of the packet of item five purports to be draft minutes from August 22nd. Mm -hmm. Okay. Page eight of the packet mm -hmm. on this item also purports to be draft minutes of August 22nd mm -hmm. with different um, content and refers to on item two on page eight, yes. approval of the April and May 2021 thing. Which so is I, not correct. Right, so I, I'm i sorry, I looked at both of these, yep. it again gave me a headache, I couldn't reconcile it. We can talk about it now for a little bit, but I'm not prepared to vote on either of these because I don't know which one is right. And I, again, I'm, I apologize, I'm very sorry, but I would really like to get this right and I don't know what's right here. Yep. Um, do you want me to listen to the tape again? Yeah, and actually, Ms. Lachey, if you can, um, uh, it, my guess is that um, it looks like for August that maybe we have an early draft and a later draft That's possible. that were both appended here, and now we don't know which one is the latest and greatest. Yes. Well, I see a typo on item two on this uh, August minutes. It should be June 28, 2023, not 2021. That's right. And the question is, though, is that one, which starts on page eight, the, because if you see on page two, the date is correct. So it so, looks, wait a minute. there are two sets of August minutes here. And fundamentally, Two in seconds. item one, yes. one instance, member Yankee or Chair Yankee appointed himself to be present in place of member Wong 
And in the other one, it's in place of member wolf. So no, I think that's why I think the top one is the more up to date one. So I the one know what you're looking at. So we're looking at from the agenda. If you click through on item number five, it's the the attachment is twelve pages, and on page two we have what I believe to be the updated minutes starting on page eight there's a different version of the minutes yeah and actually member pilpa i think the the double action that is referred to in I, I think there was there. I think there were two motions regarding the minutes. <laughs> That's possible. So and and further, because, yeah. If Chair Yankee was at the meeting in August, which is entirely possible, and that was, was the back of that. Okay. Yeah. Then if he appointed himself in place of Member Wong, then he should be listed as a member, and the votes should not indicate that Member Wong was absent, because in fact, then. Member Yankee was subbing for Member Wong, and the, the vote should total three, and not two to nothing with two. It, it, it none of it reads in a useful and consistent manner. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. Second, I, I don't see anything wrong with a vote like that. Two in favor, two do you, absent. Do you see in the packet that we have two different versions of the minutes? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I didn't put this packet together, but okay. Well, to respond to what, you know, that if member Wong is going to be absent and someone is Step uh, stepping in for their place, then they're not part of the tally. They're, you, they're notated as being absent at the beginning of the meeting uh, during roll call. Uh, it's only for a member absent should you know in the roll call should be right for an actual voting member uh where where then there is a vacant uh, seat for that meeting so what you're saying is we should strike member wong's absences throughout the minutes absolutely because she she's not there for she already announced that she won't be there for the entire meeting right and you and actually and were showing yeah yeah and and the statement under item one that Chair Yankee appointed himself in place of for the ba 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 that then right. supersedes and so therefore, member Yankee for purpose of this oh. thing replaces member Wong. Bang. So member Wong should Me be listed as member person. Wolf. Is it member Wolf for member Wong? It was for member Wong um, because member Wolf, you actually were there for part of the meeting. I think I was there, yes. right? So, yes. So, okay. All right. right. So, Our so get us out of the right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be cavalier, but. And actually, can, can you know what? Now that I'm looking at this, we do. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You know what? We don't have member Wong listed as absent. For some items, yes. But no, not for, for some, but not for all. Right. So member Wong appears as absent on items two, 
it needs a redraft. Um, yeah. Period. I just. Okay. Okay. So once again, I move to continue this to the next meeting with the one version, the latest and greatest, whatever it is at that time. Okay. Hang on a second. I got to. My paperwork. Okay. <clears throat> member wolf do you want a second for me on this I'll, I'll second sure thank you okay you moved member pilpel moved by pilpel seconded by wolf Do we want to go for public comment? Yes, uh, I thought we had opened it for public comment already. And no. okay, uh, uh, let's. There's no one in the room. Is there anyone on the app? Uh, if you'd like to make public comment, please raise your hand on the app. Uh, if you're on the phone, press star three to be added to the queue. Mr. Young, is there anybody in the queue to make public comment? Oh, there are currently zero members of the public joining us. There are zero attendees. Should we take a vote? Yes, please. Uh, member Pilpel. Aye. Member Pilpel, aye. Member Wolf. Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Trilla Hood. Aye. Trilla Hood, aye. Three in favor. Thank you. Do we want to go to item uh, 12 now? Let's go to item 12. Sorry. Item 12, announcements, comments, questions, and future agenda items by members of the Compliance and Amendments Committee. So I will bring up what we started uh, talking about earlier and realized we should push back to this point, which is scheduling a special meeting so we can, well, either scheduling a special meeting so that we can take more time to go through the rest of the ordinance or figuring out a way to get permission to uh, have a work meeting. But it sounded like based on, I think it was what Mr. Young said, that we couldn't do it because we're all members of a uh, standing committee. Um, so it sounds like we would need to have a special meeting that was open to the public. And the question is, is that something we could possibly schedule um, and maybe might have better luck scheduling 
in December or January when perhaps other committees are canceling meetings in City Hall? So this is about having additional meetings to go through the uh, the ordinance. Yes, this yes. is uh, and um, I'm not I hope you were picked up on the microphone. I was having trouble hearing you, but um, oh. yes, this would be to have uh, at least 1, if not 2 additional meetings to go through the ordinance. Since it doesn't seem. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I would call that a question and future agenda item. <laughs> Uh, and I think we need to um, uh, confer. I will confer with Chair Yankee and perhaps our uh, one of our deputy city attorneys about what our options are for doing that. Member Popel. Briefly, and I apologize, I'm running out of steam here. Yep. Um, the December meeting instead of the 26th is going to be on the 19th. Correct. The timing on that is still 430. Is that right? Uh, no, well, we are. What, we're, what are we at? I, I can't even. Sorry, for December 19th, oh, what is the timing plan? Sorry? It's a four o'clock. The CAC meeting is at four until 530 or 520. Right. And then the uh, complaint committee hearing will begin after that. Right. So we are right. Okay. So realistically, we have whatever cases got continued. If they're still happening, the Saranoff case, anything else, it's still in the queue. We can suck up whatever time's available, 45 minutes or an hour, yep. 20 minutes, whatever it is, and whack at some more of this. But we're, it, it takes time. So, the, yep. so if, if we moved from the 26th to the 19th and the only meetings scheduled in December are full task force on December, whatever, first to the seventh, and the two back to backs on the 19th, then it seems to me like, we could there could be a third meeting in december on a date that doesn't conflict with holidays when people are in town where we could do an hour and a half two hours whatever you choose to just on the ordinance no cases okay but we need approval from Un understood understood and we also need to get a room understood yep. but i'm saying rooms are more available in the last two weeks in december because that's what i'm hoping right so if you can find a time and you can find a room and we can find the blessing from people who bless these things, I will be available. Member Wolf, assuming Member Wolf is still on the task force in this committee, I, I hope he's available um, and we can do that. And yeah. that would be great. And maybe we should check with former Chair Washburn about her availability or others as well if we want to make that successful. But I think that would be great. Because I think if we lose momentum in December, then we're not again until January or February, and then we're not getting too far, and April's coming around or too terribly long. So, yep. uh, Madam Chair, yes, Member Wolf. If um, if uh, I am uh, uh, my seat's been filled, um, I still will come and participate in the amendments process. That would be great. great. Thank you. We appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, I can't abandon that. Okay. Um, actually, Ms. Lachey, is, um, <laughs> is there a complaint committee meeting in December? Yeah, there is uh, every month. When, when do those happen? Uh, the third week of the month. 
the third week of the month. That's so that would one. be. Oh, that's the one we're. Oh, we're that's the one. About, yeah. We're, okay. Nineteenth. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, when so in January that would happen on the sixteenth. Let me look at my calendar here. That sounds right. Because I'm wondering if we could sort of do this. Maybe we could do since we wouldn't be scheduled to meet in January. Could we? And they always start at five thirty. Complaint committee. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Could we piggyback on the sixteenth and do an hour and a half just so January sixteenth, if people are available from four to five thirty or four to five twenty, just doing ordinance review. Should I, um, I mean, I know it's Institute, the two or three of you doing ordinance review, but did we want to open this up to, uh, well, we're not allowed to. Open it up to whom? I'm thinking other task force members. I don't, so. I don't know that we can really do that. I don't think we can do that because right now it's being handled under CAC. So, right. um, I would suggest that in the event that member Wolf is no longer on the task force that we would likely get uh, member Anderson on this committee. And, I would think so. And that's yeah. what, but predicting the future. Ruth just said he would like to participate. Yeah, yeah, but he'll participate either way. That's cool. I, no problem. Yeah. Um, I, so I would say this, if we can, um, if there, uh, Mr. Jay, if you become aware of other possible dates at the end of December or beginning of January, it would be great to know if we might be able to take those. Um, or and or if we could do four to five well I, i'm yeah. guessing that the day after christmas the 26th i'm not going to the reason we're not having our meeting it. i am yeah. out that week that's the last week that's the fourth week in uh, december yeah right if there's some other date besides the 19th in that week even if that means two meetings in a yeah. week uh, I can be available and I can assure you that most Fridays all day, there's plenty of room available. So, well, if, not necessarily because Fridays are the days we upload our agenda. And if we've got an agenda, but, but I'm saying Friday, the Friday before the holiday weekend, I suspect there'll be plenty of real estate available. So, for example, and that doesn't have to be the solution, but any time. Chair LaHood, that you find that week, if you want to do a second meeting that week for an hour and a half or two hours, I'm happy to try that if we can get the blessing from the people that bless these things. Yep. So on that note, it sounds like we have questions to ask. We need to talk to Chair Yankee. We need to find out about um, uh, availability uh, and um, Member Wolf, any other thoughts? We're not hearing you, so I'm not sure if you're still there. I see a B1. See it 11. I can't tell if the camera's off. I um, see his name. No, okay. He might have dropped off. 
I know if she's saying that. I really can't see say um Mr. Young, are you a, still in contact with uh, Member Wolf? Can you see him? Is he able to participate? I'll be responding. I'm, I actually do see Member Wolf's screen name, but the camera is off. Okay. Okay. Um, um, well, why don't we just take public? Uh, is, there, is there anyone to offer public comment on uh, agenda item 12? There are no attendees. Okay, uh, then I would propose that uh, we move on to item number 13. Understanding that you'll try to schedule something either December or January. You will try to schedule something. And, and we will also note in the minutes for item 11, the long discussion that we had about the ordinance that at the end, there was no action taken. All right, we just took, it was for, yeah, there was no I action taken. But yep. still for the, Got yes, it. okay. I have no objection to being done with all this for today. You ready? Yep. Item number 13 adjournment. I have 959. Without objection. Uh, motion to adjourn. All in I favor? I don't think we need a motion. I'm fine with it. We'll take it by acclamation. Can I have an with, aye? Without aye, okay. aye, Thank without you. objection. Yes. The meeting is adjourned. Ms. Leger, thank you. Could we turn off the microphones? Uh, Ms. Cabrera, could you turn off the recording?